Mentors. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 26th of March, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. New season. And Robert Gemp. We vibing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're vibing to the new soundtracks. We're vibing like it's the early 2000s. Which, which, this time we have actually heard before recording this podcast for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gave you yeah. a sneak preview this time. I was actually a week ahead well, in my prep. Like, well, well I mean, Amazing. you normally do have it done in before the podcast. We just don't normally listen to it before we get to the podcast for some reason. <laughs> That's true. I, well, I like to surprise you. That's true. <laughs> this one's a banger. What was the inspiration? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we know, but <laughs> let's have Rob explain yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just that, like old. Why, why not? Yeah, it's just that sort that sort of old Sega vibe, I suppose, from the early two thousands, right? Like, it's like specifically going for Sega Rally 2's intro yes. with a bit of Sega mm. Rally 1 actually the, the sort of like first little riffy bit is more like is more Sega Rally 1 but then it sort mm. of morphs into 2 there's something about it that made me think of like early 90s Manchester Hacienda classic type yeah <laughs> well I, I, I had repeated conversations about with Zach like in the making of this thing about how hard it was actually to find like like I had to go out of my way to try and find that old house keys sound. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a very specific instrument that normally does does that. And uh, it is, yeah. Um, but I, I think I think there is there is like a specific instrument that everyone used to use for that sound. But like, um, uh, obviously, that would cost money to require. <laughs> so it's like oh, I need to find a facsimile. Yeah. Um, I think I ended up using something called micro keys. I think that ended up sounding pretty good. Uh, with a bit of effects yeah. work and EQing on it and all that jazz, but yeah. Anyway, that was the that was that was the fun of it. Actually, getting that synth right that, that there's a sort of like warbly lead synth in the in the in the back half of it. That's like, yeah, I didn't quite get that quite as Sega Rally two sounding as I would have liked, but like I spent ages on a first pass of it and then didn't really like how it was sounding. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll layer it up with something else, and that layer ended up being way better than the first one I spent like hours trying to get right. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's like, okay, accidentally fell into it. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, music production. Music production is like that yeah, a lot. Ooh. You spend hours doing something that ends up not working, and then you'll come up with something that does in like an instant. It's like, it's really frustrating. In, in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this, this whole project came together people... pretty quick. Like the drum beat was like, took, it took me ages, but the rest of it was was pretty quick. So weird, isn't it, when you hear people, I'm just thinking of, made me think of, you know, seeing rock stars that interviewed and stuff, some of them like, I don't know, like the Rolling Stones or something, and it's like, they wrote that song in five minutes, and they've been playing it, you know, for 70 years mm. or something, and it's like, you can't just sit down and do that, I mean, some people, some of them can, but only under weird circumstances, and everyone wants to know how they did it, and it's like, I don't know. Drugs. <laughs> no, no, yeah, drugs. <laughs> Especially the Rolling drugs, Stones yeah, case. maybe. Yeah. Like I like that story about Sweet Child of Mine, where where Slash was just trying to invent. A, he was just doing an exercise to, um, you know, to be faster at the guitar, and that's. Oh, I see. Right. So yeah. and 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 Axel Rose overheard it and was like, "That's that's a good riff." And he was like, "No, I was just trying to." Because the thing about that, if you try and play it, is it's it skips a string goes and that's annoying to do normally you go up and down a string as you're doing a, mm. a riff or a solo um and so he was doing it in order to to uh um you know to um uh, as a practice drill basically and then when that became the riff it was like fuck that's really annoying to play <laughs> <laughs> now i have to play this forever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
was actually watching a a thing on the was it BBC did a Stones a, ser- a series on the Stones I think on and the Rolling Stones yeah yeah I was watching the the, the one that focused on Ronnie it's like yeah there's a lot of drugs <laughs> I know but like you know they imagine the expo- if drugs caused that kind of creativity imagine the amount of all you'd have to do is take drugs it'd be easy yeah. like it, not everyone could take drugs and come up with amazing songs that get played on the radio for 50 years it must be something else combined with the trust like, to make that happen. <laughs> but, yeah, or, maybe. or maybe it's just a lot of drugs. Maybe you have to get to a certain level of drugs right. that only people with the money to do that can afford. Because that was the thing with the, that's in the Ronnie Wood, I think, uh, biography, which is like he was lucky because he became rich enough that he could buy good quality drugs. And <laughs> that's why he didn't drugs. die. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else who took that amount of drugs. I mean, maybe that's been, the secret. Yeah. To like, maybe like the creativity of these different artists was almost geographical based on like what their dealer was cutting with at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It was mostly baking powder then. Maybe that's why genres <laughs> change over the years. It's just like, what, what, what shit is the dealer? Cutting with this year. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, it... uh, but how is AI going to factor into this? <laughs> People could be getting high and playing off generated art or whatever to, to remix it. How can we program drugs <laughs> to feed AI? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's the training data is a, bun- a bunch of art created by humans, probably on drugs. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't checked in with like what AI gened music is like of late. Like, I know, oh, music, been, yeah. I know they've been messing with it for a while, and it's like, I think it was quite bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is that one hard then compared to like images and stuff? Uh, yeah, and the, well, images were pretty hard, right? Compared to like they've got voices right first. That's like, true. Deep faking voices and all that stuff. That then, well, deep fake, I suppose, is an AI generated helpful thing and somehow that came before the whole image craze like like i guess that's because it's yeah. highly specifically trained whereas the image generation yeah, that's isn't that's broad training but uh, i guess you train on uh, uh you know it on good quality data of just one person's talking with no background noise or whatever yeah exactly whereas so like m- just music that, is yeah such a combination of different yeah but uh, i wonder if it would w- work and i wonder i imagine there must be people trying it right to just be like um like oh, here's yeah. here's every bit of music ever made uh throw that into yeah. it like met- with metadata um here go i mean and if so you could do the same sort of prompt right it's like here write me a song in the style of oasis or something or yeah I mean, surely it can't be that hard to generate Muzak, you know, lift music or something. <laughs> you know Are you I mean? insulting Muzak composers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that can't be that hard a problem. Like, it all sounds like shit. You just feed it tons of that. And then how would you tell the difference? Well, yeah, like, that's going to be it, easy, it, right? It would come out right the same. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> but how could you tell between human generated Muzak and, and AI generated Muzak? Get your Celestes and Marimbas out. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. And a rhythm guitar going. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That song specifically, I've been hearing that quite often recently, (laughs) thanks to that goddamn cat. (laughs) That goddamn cat. (laughs) Stupid meme that went around like, oh, it was probably last year actually at this point, but like, 
the, the low poly cat that the, the, the people have just ported into random games now. Like it's I've seen it in like um source engine games and I think just recently I saw one from GTA five where it's like oh it's the low poly cat, he's back and it just plays that song. <laughs> okay. That's just the theme. Yeah, the that's just the theme cat. of that cat. <laughs> Alright. You can get it in Minecraft as well. <laughs> well, that makes sense, I guess. Well, like, is it actually higher poly? It's higher poly than Minecraft, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Most detailed thing in the game. High poly cat. Yeah, I wonder. I've not looked into that. I know, like, was it a year or two ago? I think there was uh, an AI project came out. I want to say it was called the Oh, I forgot now, like tone, tone something, um, uh, where you could sing to it and it would like, or make noise or feed it sound and it would basically turn it into the instrument of your choosing um, with mixed right, results, yeah. I have to admit. But like you could say, hey, make this sound so like can it you like whistle a trumpet. A tune yeah, yeah. And it, was, and it would try and, and then... say, this is what a trumpet would do. And it's it's not it's not wholly accurate, but it was um, fun. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the you know that pro- the idea of that project is you could sing into a mic and be like, well, I want it to sound like this, and then it would go, yeah, all right. Well, here's what here's what a uh, what a clarinet would make of it. Mm-hmm. So you could, uh, which sounds kind of cool actually. Like you could be like, oh, I've got this idea in my head. Let me just sing it out, and then be like, and like, but yeah, no, I think it would sound good in this instrument. And it goes, yeah, where you go then, and it's like, cool, I'll have that. <laughs> we'll use that sample. So you could like input all the tracks of Smooth Groove and turn it into an actual orchestra. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Turn it back Basically. into the original song. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Can you turn, ha, have every line of this lead done with an orch hit, please? <laughs> and now I've got the stuff. Are orch hits still around? Yeah. <laughs> Are they still used? Who invented that? I a mean, synthesizer person or the old kid? Or... Uh, no, I think, it, yeah, it'll be a sampler. Like, mm. um, someone must have just taken, like, like a, a single note from an orchestra and just put it into their sampler. And then, of course, because it doesn't, you know, just just plays it back at a different speed. There you go. The old hit was born. Yeah. Could you get an orchestra to do an old hit? <laughs> it's like a one beat of all the same note. Yeah, yeah. Bang. Yeah, that'd be Probably like, uh, I want to know where that, that sort of like that classic one came from. Like, I must have been sampled mm. off something, some recording on cassette of <laughs> an orchestra or something, just going bang at some point in the middle of a tune. Like, could be anywhere. Definitely heard that 808 um, cowbell in a weird place recently, Donk. but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, is it, do you mean, or you mean the sort of pongy one? The sort of pong? Yeah, yeah, the pongy one, yeah. I mean, that's classic. That's everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like the 999 hat. That's everywhere. You know, the classic classic dance hat. Yep. Yep. Classic instruments. Hey, we're on season 14. <laughs> season 14 of the Salacast. It's been 13 wow. whole years. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of years. We're Not teenage- much has changed. No, wait, we were teenagers last year. We were salad, salad teenagers. There were. Oh no, no, wait, no. We, no we, technically, we, this we would have been zero year. So yeah, now we're salad teenagers. We're just trying to prolong our salad years. 
Thirteens. I don't know what that means. Are we going to get angst, even more be... angsty and like negative about our reviews? <laughs> I don't think that's been happening before this current year. <laughs> it's gradual. Maybe. I bet if we go back, we can find some, <laughs> some, some unenthused reviews. Some. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> is it really going to just be like, so I've been playing this. It's a game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think we've done that. <laughs> before this podcast <laughs> it is definitely it's lucky we game. do get enthused by things it's lucky that things like yakuza kiwami come along <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> we, we, we can talk for half an hour about madness man i like pro jared put a video out recently of like how he's played yakuza zero right and i'm like mm-hmm. and i'm like every, everything he says in that video is 100 percent accurate it's just like Yes, man, you understand, and it's like, but the, but the takeaway statement, like he he says in that video, that uh, I think maybe a little exaggerated, but it might be somewhat right. Is it's like playing Yakuza made me fall in love with video games again. It's like I remembered <laughs> right, why games yeah. are good, and I'm like, yes, yeah, that's probably a little over the a little overreaching, but. Mm. I find it hard to disagree. <laughs> it's like it's right. a video. It's a video game as video game, and uh, doing doing the things that games are good at. So, yeah. Do you think there's a trend away from the video game assness of video games? I mean, that I mean, yeah, because like you know, I don't know. Last yeah. of Us isn't. There are video no, game exactly. parts of like video games, right? But, but it's like that's a good example of like as far away from that as you can get, really. In, in, yeah, I mean, it's like from Pac- Last a- of Us is as far as Pac-Man as you can get, from, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think it's just not afraid of knowing what it is. No, it's like it's a dumbass video game. So let's just lean into that. And admittedly, I think it took them a while to fully realize that. <laughs> sure, right? they were trying. Um, it's, it's kind of like Saints Row. They tried to make a serious game at first, but then they were like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fairness, by three, they were starting to go goofy, right? Um, it, it, you know, because yeah, because of one and two, the PlayStation 2 era ones, I think were pretty... Serious. Uh, pretty serious. Yeah. yeah. And then... Self-serious, anyway. A little. But that's part part of the fun is that it... That there is a serious drama underneath. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but really, like, this is kind of talking about, like, the Triple B games again. Triple B, yeah. Whereas, like... They're, they're they they are more like games where like AAA games are trying too hard to be like movies. Yeah. Almost it's true. And then the indie games are on the other end of the scale where it's just like this is just a game. <laughs> and if you get some kind of good like graphics or style, then it's a bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I could get into a similar conversation about like with that with Atomic Heart, but that maybe I'll talk in more detail about that later. But hmm. um uh, correction column. I did actually carry on put, like playing. <laughs> correction column for, for what, what you for did. What I, for what I said last week. Yeah, that's what I said I'd fall off it. I have not fallen off it. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. um, so there'll be more of that later. Cool. Well, what else is going on before we go into the what little news we seem to have this week? Mm. I don't know. I might get Zach to have a go at fixing my toaster. <laughs> Oh. What the hell could you roll with your toaster that you think I, I could fix? I trust you a little more of this than myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, basically, the right-hand side works. The left-hand side doesn't. Well, you're probably screwed. It's probably burned the wire out, right? Yeah, I guess. Or, like, 
what the oh it, it just feels like it's not catching like you know the handle's not catching on something when you push it down like mm. it's probably mechanical i guess it could have like if, well i wouldn't have thought that it would have two individual contacts on like the handle to power both I, loops yeah we, I, i've sort of tried to take it apart once and <laughs> then didn't get very far and then the thing is we're taking apart a part a used toaster is like you get a half toaster and uh, half just, just half, half bread, bread dust yeah, yeah. You always, that, <laughs> every bread. time i've looked at a toaster in the charity shop it's always like let's just tip this upside down first mm. over the bin <laughs> i think that was the i think that's what broke it right because i think i tried to do that to clean it out one time and right and dislodge it all you know they have yeah, a crumb yeah. tray right <laughs> yeah sure the but, but, but even, the, even the crumb tray isn't like isn't the no, best like they still, always suck they, yeah there's stuff like still in the gubbins of the machinery like <laughs> those were load-bearing crumbs <laughs> we needed those <laughs> yeah, did, did you did you notice before it fully broke did you notice like hot spots where parts of the toast was getting more no, burned than anywhere else because no. yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's normally what happens it's it's toasting has been pretty good <laughs> and on the side that works still pretty good I mean, it's a, it's a more it's a cheap more. It's, it's an average ass toaster. Average ass toaster. Triple B toaster. Yeah, it's a B tip toaster. It's not a smart toaster. Um, yeah, but you don't. Well, that's what you want because the triple A toasters are just a they're a joke to get people's yeah. rich people's money, right? No one needs a fucking two. No, unless it's industrial application, yes. or you're actually you know oh, in sure. a restaurant. Or I mean, those those like metallic like eight slice toasters with one handle that pops them all up at yep. once like a manual yeah, yeah. handle to pop the toast i mean yeah. they're pretty basic ass toasters really but yep. there is something really satisfying about that fucking handle <laughs> well it's going kachonk and all this toast they work out. on there was a toaster in the charity shop the other week which hat was like it was like a regular toaster. It was just really long, so you could put both slices in the same slot. Oh, weird. But I was like, no, no that's not what that's for. It's for cutting the bread lengthwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really interesting sandwich. <laughs> the super long uh, single slice. Yeah, now I need a really long bread knife. <laughs> I mean, bread knives are pretty long anyway, but like, I need a longer one. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure like, a toaster with one really long slot probably is slightly e- easier to make than a two-slot toaster. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so one long wire and only one mechanism and all that. Well, I mean, not that most toasters have two mechanisms. Some of them do. Per yeah, slot I'm, popping. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, was, ours wasn't per slot. Ours was per pair. But classic style, I suppose. Yeah. Has there been an occasion where you've... I suppose it does happen where you just want to toast a slice. A thing, like, yeah. You've got this, like, wasted half. Yep. And sometimes that yeah, fucks exactly. up how much toasting it does on the one slice you put in there because of the way the heat transfers through the gap. What you think it's like doing it on temperature and not just like time? It almost certainly is doing it on temperature. Yes, huh. toasters do not have timers in them. Really? I thought. I, yeah, I thought unless it it's a fancy timer. one. Okay, yeah, because I got those, those dials on each half of mine. I always that, thought that, that, was that, a... that is not what that does. The dial tensions the the bimetallic strip, which is the thermal catch. Right, it heats uh... up from the heat. And then when once it reaches a certain flex, it disconnects. That's how toasters work. Huh. <laughs> Unless you have or is it just one. that it takes like it reaches a temperature and stays there, but then it's like obviously that little strip takes longer to actually to heat, heat up. up. Yes. Yeah. So it sort of acts as a 
timer. Yes, it is a functional like, timer of a sort, but it is based a... on the heat, not like a literal time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Which means if you're toasting a different density or whatever, you can get a different amount of toasting. Interesting. Toast talk. Yep. I think you are the person to look at the toaster if anyone's going to look at it. <laughs> oh, sure. Give, I can look at you it. You just explain how toasters work. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got experience. <laughs> I don't have experience with like internal electronics. I do the ca- the cable and the plug. <laughs> That's like, I don't look at the actual product. Yeah, I reckon it's good enough. See, I reckon that'd be you'd be pretty good at like an electrical repair shop, something like that. Like somebody who actually like. I'm just thinking of like someone like Ajax in Ipswich where it's like, yeah, shout out Ajax who just fixed up um, hedge trimmers and and Hoover. Vacuum cleaner. Not Hoover. It's not Hoover. It's a Dyson. It's a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Shout out to the mythical group hero for fixing the Dyson. (laughs) Yeah. Legends. Uh, They've been in Ipswich for God for as long as I can remember. Like they're in a different place now to, to where they where they were. They always used to be on the on the on the corner near my hairdressers. Of places, like <laughs> hairdressers and electricals. Yeah. <laughs> Best combo. Well, yeah, it's kind of like they break they <laughs> they break all their shit out of people's hair <laughs> and, and they take just it take next it door. next door. Yeah. <laughs> Speak of which, have you had your extra long appointment for your beard? No, no, beard is still there. <laughs> beard is still, still there. In, I, in I, situ. Okay. I have tidied it as of this morning, so it's slightly less mutton choppy. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was getting a bit ridiculous, but it was good to get to the... <laughs> no, no one I were having this conversation the other night. Normally when we find hair about the place, like, okay, we don't because we no longer have the cat, it's yeah. like most hair we now find is like, oh, that's, our, oh, that's ours. <laughs> oh. Um, but like, it's, you can easily tell it's like, oh, it's that's probably one of my like head hairs. That's probably one of Gnome's head hairs. And she found this, found this one like, the problem now is I'm getting like long beard hairs we're finding all over the place and you can tell they're beard hairs because they're grey and curly and <laughs> it just looks real weird right, when you find right. them about the place it's like oh that's yeah that's definitely one of mine <laughs> it came from my face yep and you know hairs on my chin you still got a few more months probably before baby hair becomes a thing oh yeah <laughs> once uh, it grows out far enough to start falling out <laughs> so ba- baby's heads are funny right like, <laughs> So he's getting to the point where he's doing like like accidental smiles, right? They're, like apparently they're not social smiles no, at this point, but he is he is smiling every now and then, and in and in and in reflex to things he sees, we think. But um, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is so cute. But the funniest thing about his head at the moment is his head's like suddenly got bigger, like. <laughs> Like I don't think it was a very gradual change. It suddenly just got big, and we're like, it's sort of looking just at overnight. Him. Yeah, pretty big, much. Yeah. And I just sort of was looking at him one day, going like, "You've got a massive forehead." Suddenly, like his hairline has receded at seven weeks old. <laughs> like it's, it's really funny. Old bad baby. Yeah, yeah I love those. It's, the really, best. it's really funny because he's always had quite a fair amount of hair on him, like since he since he was born. And uh, um, yeah, now it's now it's just going further round the back of his head. <laughs> It's, it's so strange. Awesome. Ugh, he's a he's a cute little nightmare. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very manly thing to say. He's a he's a he's a, he's a manly baby. He's a manly. He's cute as all hell. <laughs> you can look back on this recording and be all embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope your kid's not listening to our freaking telecast in, in the future. Oh, I really hope he archived. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe after I die. Like, <laughs> that's a bit much, yeah. isn't it? And then he goes back and is like, you know, I wonder, I wonder what my dad, you know, yeah, I guess I guess you might have that pang, I suppose. I like, at some point, like, I, wonder, I wonder what my dad's past is like. like. Would you have that about your dad right now? I mean, I'm not. I mean, not um, that your dad's dead or anything. No, but I'm not very... I'm, or currently I'm, dying. I'm really not historically sentimental. No, exactly. Like, so why do you think so, you're so, good so, with me? I, I mean, I might not be. But, you know, it's, I, I, I assume it's the same thing about like, why people look into their family trees and stuff like that, which is... Yeah, I sure, guess so. but I think it's... Which I know loads of people have done. Well, yeah, my <laughs> mum does that. But, like, I think it's a bit different when it's, like, the, the internet. Like, it... When you go and look at, right. like, a 14-year-old YouTube video or something, it's just like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, sure, but, like, at least with the salad cast, not to... And also, you know, like, we've recorded it in relatively de- <laughs> decent audio quality, and that's not going to age that badly at this point. Oh, wow. <laughs> Other than the content. The content's going to age po- terribly. <laughs> Maybe. The way we speak has already aged. <laughs> yep, it sure has. <laughs> But I think the difference is that, like, when you're researching your family tree or whatever, you're not really getting much detail. Whereas if you actually went back and listened to our podcast from 14 years ago, it is pretty much just like, you know, us. <laughs> I suppose if you really want to know the details of Toilet Roll, you can listen to season one of the Salicast. Yes, exactly. It's like that's not the information you want. If you're if you're sentimental about your family history, you probably don't want actually to hear exactly what they said at the time. <laughs> I mean, could you feed the um, could you feed the salad cast into a, into part of the AI some history AI and be like, <laughs> if you feed all of our salad cast recordings into an AI and then be like, create the average salad cast. I mean, create, and then a di- see how many times it says create, a dic- create a dictionary from every time we've had a grammar start section. At the start. Yeah, I mean that that would inevitably be part of it. <laughs> it would be poignant. That could be handy. I could look forward to it being able to do that. Salad grammar. I, I mean, we could we could experiment with that, like at the moment, and feed and have it feed an AI all of Rob's like blurbs and see what it comes up with as a, as a normal salad cast blurb. Oh, I mean, that, that sounds pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, well, have I done that already? Because <laughs> would you be able to tell? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are quite random. Yeah. You mean the blurbs for the videos? Or well, no, either. I don't like the salad cast. The salad cast in particular, because they really are just like whatever right. I mind at the time. Oh, those blurbs. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could easily do, do that. You could just stick, you could, I could, I could call it API <laughs> yeah. to get those out and feed them all into ChatGPT. I mean, ChatGPT's probably already scraped us. Yeah, right? the whole so, internet. So, so <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if you could ask it. Like, in, we're probably not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're probably probably not famous enough no. to be to, or notable right. enough to be able to say in the style of Rob from the Salad Cast. No, probably not. <laughs> but they're starting to make things like I'm seeing it in dev circles where like the things where you can. Uh, put your docs for your um for your whatever it is your um api or your your library or whatever it is or framework into this thing and it will give you a chat bot from chat gpt4 on that content or whatever so then some people can ask questions about your library or whatever 
and it oh, will no, use I that see. as the source, which is kind of cool because presumably it makes the whole dark part of a prompt. I don't know how that it actually works. Mm. Anyway, but we could probably, I mean, there's probably less of your your blurbs than there are of a lot of those, like the React docs or whatever. You I mean, probably feed there's, all there's, there's of those only, in as prompt. There's only 339-ish paragraphs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So feed all of those in as a prompt. And, and, that, and, say, and 50% of that is going to be like, in this episode, there's games. <laughs> <laughs> You just wait a few more months yeah, and then indeed. Google's AI will come out and they'll, they'll, they will just be able to scrape our slate directly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll probably be plenty of conversations about pork pies and the, the conveyor <laughs> the belts days, underneath, underneath the world which, which transport them. <laughs> I think that would be how like twice. <laughs> right, should we do the news? <laughs> Oh, we could. What is going I mean, on? I was enjoying myself, but we need to bring this back to a serious topic. <laughs> but we could. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the the, the Soundcast. It, it is a podcast about video games, oh. theoretically. But there's not much going on in video game land, is there? No, I mean, <laughs> it's like even with like GDC kicked off and there's that Unreal stuff came out of it. But yeah, ultimately, no, not not a great deal of like mind-shattering news uh, <laughs> has come out of anything. Uh, apart from, maybe, the hilarity of calling a video game Counter-Strike 2. Well, I mean, in it, it had already been ruined, but now <laughs> yeah. they confirmed it. Yep, it, that's real. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't even a joke. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Counter-Strike 2. Even though, and I've lost track now, like, what is this? Must be the fifth yeah, Counter-Strike like game? At I mean, I guess it depends if you, how you count the like early versions before uh, it was one. before it became a game. Yeah, like they, they, they were they were just one right until they like like count well, like one six. Yeah, like, well, people will say one age, six was different yeah. from the earlier versions. Yeah, but I, I would ask, well, but hmm. yeah, I guess because like, how did it launch? Did it launch as just a mod? Yeah, it was a mod. Um, yeah, maybe I suppose when it became separate product, then I guess it, that that was an iteration. But was not- one six um, that when Steam launched, or did Steam launch with what earlier version? I think because say- Half Life two, two two thousand four or something. Yeah. yeah, I think one six was. That must have been post Steam. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it might have been around the same time. Because wasn't Half Life two launched with Steam? I think did- so. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it Orange Box that launched Steam? I can't remember. No, no. Orange Box must have been much later. Yeah, um, yeah. It was Half Life Two, and of course, because it was new, it didn't work very well. Wait, but, so, but wasn't Counter Strike written for Half Life One? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, it's like okay. I think maybe the first version of Counter Strike on Steam would have been a 1.6 version. Yeah, 1.6. you might be right. Yeah. Just packaged standalone. Yeah, but like, yeah, it would have been out. Beforehand. Yeah, because Half Life. Because Counter Source was the Half Life Two yeah. one. But at LGI, we would have played the Steam version of One Six, right? Yeah, I think. I, guess. I, yeah. I think we might have played the non-Steam version of One Six at LGI. Just, just modded. Really? Yeah, I think we might have been running a standalone because obviously we it wasn't us installing it; it was already there. Yeah, because it was, on <laughs> the, it was a yeah. land center. We just went in and there and ran the program. But I seem to remember the Steam interface because it was green at the time. Yes, it was. I think. I think we might have lived through the transition at LGI. Yes, I think yeah. so. So we probably played yeah, both. Possibly. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, yeah, because there was that. Okay, if we if we're counting that, there's like pre Steam, Steam, and then Source. Yeah. And then what came after? There was the weird one with the campaign, right? Oh, I can't remember the name of. And then CS:GO. So by that logic, we're on the sixth. Yeah. Mm. But they're gonna call it two, two. because it's <laughs> Valve, I guess. <laughs> I mean, did like, did like, like after like, did one point six like? Has this has just been like one point nine this whole time? <laughs> what is the Maybe. actual version number? That's <laughs> pretty funny. But anyway, they're basically doing an Overwatch two on it. Is is what it, what it sounds like? Well, the thing well, is, like, it's like the same game, but with a graphical overhaul with some balanced tweaks. You know, ongoing. Presumably, it will have better esports coverage. And CS was pretty good at its esports styling, anyway. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, all of your items are coming with you, so like, there's no like reset of mm. any super expensive skins you've <laughs> sunk money into over the years. Well, the it's thing all, is, it's like, all coming with. I haven't like heard the specifics, but because I heard about like all your items are coming over, but it seems like people are suggesting that it's going to just be an upgrade like csgo is essentially just going to be replaced with yeah. counter-strike 2 that's sort right. of like yeah so that's a, well that's what happened with overwatch as well right? well but i meant like you know like on steam it's just directly going to overwrite it oh. it's not going to be like a separate wait so so csgo isn't even going to exist as a yeah so it's a rebrand mm. kind of thing yeah maybe i heard some things huh. along that line because that would make it way easier it, to deal with yeah, item transitions though. I guess, but then like, like, wouldn't Steam just integrate with like Steam inventory in some way and just be like, yeah, well, I, I can guess, see all these. I can see you've got all these items. Yeah, so I guess because the Counter Strike stuff is in the inventory system. Yeah, for as much as nobody uses that system, Valve I mean, does. I mean, of, of all of all things that used Steam inventory, Redout <laughs> used it. Can you believe? Mm. For like skins, for like ship skins. The thing that I find annoying about the the Counter Strike Two versus Overwatch Two comparison is <laughs> a pretty specific thing. Is that, like I was trying to bid on Counter Strike Two for our fantasy league. Oh right, but you can't because it's labelled as a partial remake. Yeah, and Overwatch Two is labelled as a new game. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, what? You can't have one of those be one thing and one of those yeah. be the other. Yeah, I did see that Counter Strike Two is in 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 not eligible. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, neither of those should have been eligible, really. I mean, uh, Overwatch Two is a difficult one because, like, it became just an upgrade, right? Whereas at first, it they made it sound like it was a bit more of a thing because none of that PVE stuff has come out. Well, it exists that? That was... though, right? Because the PVE mode exists. Uh, it, was, it was a. I thought the PVE stuff in Overwatch was like a passing special, like, like. And then mm. the, and there were permanent modes supposedly coming to Overwatch 2 maybe. that I don't think ever did. Oh, I thought they did at one point, but maybe that was a special timed thing as yeah, well. Yeah, they had like annual like story missions and things that were like a PVE, PVE scenario um, that sort of came with event came and went with events, but they never stayed on. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I've, I've never checked in with Overwatch 2. That's one of those things that I said I would do and <laughs> just haven't. Um, but like, if 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 you're going to call Overwatch Two not a partial remake, then I don't know about that. Like, if you're going to call Counter Strike Two a partial remake, I'd say Overwatch is 
on the same tier. Yeah, of... yeah, I would. Agree. I mean, especially as it sits right now, I would totally agree with what that game ended up being when it launched. Yeah, yeah. I mean, partial remake even feels strong. Like you know, annual. Like it feels like 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 it should be like like an annual update, but it's not annual. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, but that's what partial remakes for, I guess. It's not. It's not like a sports game. Yeah, it doesn't come out that quickly. But it is just like an update to the roster, almost. Yeah, it's like because obviously like Couch Strike is going to have all the same levels. It's again. like a Fortnite season at this point, right? It's just like kind of. it's just like very slow cadence compared to Fortnite. It's Fortnite going Unreal Five. <laughs> is what Counter Strike Two is to CS:GO. <laughs> that would be weird if that turned up on the on the like fancy critic list as a separate thing. What like Fortnite Unreal Five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Partial remake of Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, season reviews. Could that be a thing that you could then then bid on Fortnite season twenty eight or whatever they're on? No, can't bid on that for our league. No, partial remakes are not like allowed. You get, like you get reviews of seasons of TV shows and stuff, but for games, yeah. You mean, yeah? I, I mean, I'm sure people have done that for Fortnite. It just hasn't hit the sort of like Metacritic level, I suppose. No. Like they haven't got the no. framework for that. Uh, yeah, so that's CS2 is happening. So there are gameplay changes. I mean, the one that I saw that kind of looked interesting was the smoke grenade. That's yeah. the one they're touting. Like, yeah, yeah. Just... But they're also the underlying one is like the oh, we're dis- we're having sub tick rate updates or something, right? Where yeah. they're actually changing how it actually works. Uh, Which you know <laughs> is, is not technically a new technology. Like other games have done that. It's just now it's coming to Counter Strike. Mm. Mm. But they want to make a big deal of it. I mean that does change the game, right? Oh, in so theory, competitively, yeah. I don't really know what that even means. So, does that mean it's like so that the actual inter the game server is just running at a much higher rate than it's broadcasting to players? No, it's the other way around. The client records everything in a, in specific time, but then the server updates in a ticked fashion. But then the ticks can see what happened in that tick according to the clients. So it's like. Oh, right, so the it, ser- so the server rate is actually lower, but it's yes. So sl- but then surely you have that feed the feedback. Oh man, I don't understand. It's just like really, lag compensation, really. Yeah. So, but, but isn't the feedback to the player then less reliable? Like if the if the server ticks slower and then mm. has to correct something. No, it looks better to you because if sure. you see you shot until the server corrects oh, something. Into, yeah. Sure, but like I think it favors. You doing things rather than you not doing things. Does this not sound like Halo Two to you? Isn't that like how sure. that worked? Like, I mean, that's what I said. I mean, it, this technology is not new in any way. Yeah, because <laughs> well, because Halo, because <laughs> that, that just brings back horrible memories of Halo Two standbying. Right? Do you right. That? Like yes. where you could cause lag, a, lag switches. You could, yeah, you could cause a temporary pause in your internet the idea being that it was so trustworthy of client data that you could then go up and kill someone while they couldn't react and then when your connection re-established itself because the, the the hitch was only briefly or whatever that you'd put in yeah artificially put in that it would go yeah you killed that guy because the server would just trust what the client tells it i mean presumably it just does a direct comparison of the ticks now which like like theoretically that should feel worse for the client but when you're like 
already in the millisecond range like i think it's already been conclusively proved by like experiments that you don't actually even the proest of counter-strike players don't actually react faster than the servers do sure yeah. <laughs> so they only think they're being jipped because of the way it updates in that specific tick rate i mean sure like you only i mean it has to be what i guess about 30 milliseconds which is almost impossible for a human to actually react in that short space of time yeah it would just look better <laughs> or something i don't know maybe but surely you can perceive things at a faster rate than you can react to things right? yes the reaction is quite slow I mean, but perception is quite fast uh, yeah hun- yeah that's i mean that's the argument behind high refresh screens right you can mm, see something yeah. slightly earlier if you have a high refresh screen but your physical ability to move react yeah uh, and yeah it both like begin the process to react to what you've seen and actually then physically move the mouse and keys or whatever to to to, mm. to actually do the thing sure you're gaining advantage because you're perceiving it quicker but like yeah the, the actual muscular <laughs> musculation was what i was going to call that <laughs> But it's not even just your muscles; like it's literally your brain takes time to 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 interpret signals. And I mean, one of the uh, one of the the the, the most baffling theories, like about consciousness and the mind, is like the the, the, one I always exist in one moment. No, the one I always exist in a kind of smeared out moment. Yeah, the one I always remember is that like our concept of consciousness is apparently half a second behind what it's actually what has actually happened. Like, mm. So we've already done, we've already made the decision, we've already done the thing, and before our brain remembers it. Is it uh, if, ever you want, <laughs> if ever you want one of those like thoughts that's like, yeah. we are not in control of ourselves, like that is the one that's going to mess you up. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> Yeah, my blind. Well, no, I, I prefer the one about the backfill, where like when you oh, look, right, when yeah. you look at something, your brain just makes up what you're seeing mm. before you actually see it, because <laughs> it takes time to process the first yeah, yeah, yeah. instant that you look at something. Because you, your your eyes are basically permanently temporal anti-aliasing, <laughs> but using well, actually no, it's that. What is it? Was it? Is that um, what's that Nvidia like, <laughs> anti-aliasing tech called? Um, the, the DLSS one, DLSS, yeah, the DLSS yeah. three with its AI frame filling, right? Because yeah. that does that. <laughs> it 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 puts frames in before the next frame to try and give you even more frames than you're actually generating natively. It's what your eyes are doing, guessing. right? Yeah, we're we're doing DLSS three. Yeah, I I hundred percent believe that. That's why that's why you always think you see things. I don't think right? you need like, to believe it. I think that's just true. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, to a certain extent, how is it, how can you prove? I mean, I'm sure there's science, but like, <laughs> like I'm sure they trying to explain right? this stuff. But like, on some level, like with this, it's like, how can, how can you realistically prove that? Really? Anywho. All of this will help your Counter Strike game. <laughs> Counter Strike, oh, yeah, it's coming. I, it seems it's like, like don't don't worry, you've already lost. An <laughs> like more people, more people are currently playing Counter Strike than they have for a while. I think on Naturally. the basis of this news. Oh, really? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. After admit, even without the news, I kind of had that pull. Like in the, the last couple <laughs> of weekends, I've thought like maybe it's about time I picked up CS or Valorant again. I'm gonna suck mm. so hard. But yep, because it's been a while. 
and your ranks will be reset though oh yeah god that is, that is the most annoying thing about ranked play on cs there's no way to actually play with your friends if you de-rank or unrank or get too far apart in rank yeah. like there's just there's just no way to do it Ugh. i know why they do it it's just really irritating <laughs> I think Valorant's a lot more um, lenient with that. I mean, it should make going back to it better, except for you, except for going through the ranking process. <laughs> like, when, yeah. theoretically, when you lose your rank and get re-ranked, it should make it better, because then you'll be as bad as your rank is now. No, all, but, all, uh, all, but you all have un- to go through the process. What all unranked really means is, yeah, you've got to go through the process, but then it puts you back based on yeah, your previous record anyway. anyway. So, yeah. it's, so it's not like it's fully re-specking you. I wish it would in some ways. Yeah. Like, I wish Rocket League would do that as well. <laughs> I wish there was. I wish there was a way where you could just opt into that. Oh god, just say it's it's been a while for me, so just reset. But yeah, then re- I don't know. That's un- too much smurfing un- or whatever. May- I guess maybe. But then, it, but then that surely that if well, okay, I guess if people are playing well, then it should like <laughs> it should automatically boost rank them, up. them back in the right place. <laughs> Although, yeah. as we said several times about Rocket League, it's like you're always going to end up in like around gold to diamond. <laughs> There's, mm. Like, how do you get ranked in the bronze? I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that <laughs> would have to be really hard um, in Rocket League, especially. Yes. Um, I mean, in CS, that's super easy. Yes. Like, I'm pretty sure that's the sort of area I, I rock. Yeah, because I'm not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That'd be quite, especially if you like, if you could do it as a group and be like, like, like. So if you if you play with some mates and they're okay with like. Like I want to get back into this as well, but my rank is still I mean, is still high because it will come back high as soon as we get out of unranked phase. It's like, can we not just like like collectively say we all suck? Can we play together? Like, yeah, but then that's smurfing again. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> such an a, even worse way, really. Yeah, bloody humans making it difficult for the rest of us. We're making it like annoying for regular ass people. That's why they should always be grouped ranks, but then that makes it impossible to match ranks. Oh, team ranks! Yeah, team ranks would be cool. I've always thought that'd be really that would be especially neat on Rocket League, right? Because Rocket League is like the yes. framework for that stuff. Yeah, they went to the point of having, having clan tags and all that stuff, and never introduced team ranks. No, it was just so you could be a weird color. Yeah, <laughs> man, missed opportunity. Still don't actually miss ro- not playing Rocket League all that much. Like it's, it's weird after it being such a pull for what six years or <laughs> whatever. You've been through longer periods of not being interested have in Rocket I? League, though. Have I? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, already. Uh, moving on. Uh, talking about let's just keep, stick to stick to new games. Uh. A number of the a number of internet channels seem to be gushing about this Lego thing, Lego Two K Drive. Mm. I mean, uh, it's a cart racer of some kind. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's a, a, for one thing, it's a bad name. It's about Lego Two K Drive is a bad name. Like just because it's Why published, is it called that? you got to fit the Two K in there. Games. <laughs> you got to fit the Two K in there. Yeah, so it's got to have. That's got to be in so there somewhere. Else. What the... else could you call it? It's like it's like why it's is NBA Two K, like right? Name? Like, yeah. Oh. That's Is so it, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It, it should at least be called Lego Drive 2K. <laughs> yeah. Or just Lego Drive. Yeah, they can't have to have the 2K yeah. in there. <laughs> no, it, it sucks. It's a, it's a bad bit of branding. But um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess someone at 2K looked at that expansion they did for Forza 4. And stole the idea. <laughs> and, were like, and thought, nah, this is a bit half-assed. We can do better than that. Um, well, I don't know if it was, was half-assed. It was a little half-assed. I mean, but, it was an expansion to a game that already existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the main complaints of like the Forza 4 expansion was like there weren't actually that many Lego cars added to it yes. as a result. And there weren't that... The Lego environment wasn't... Super Lego y. No. Um, so a lot of what you ended up doing just happened in Forza 4. Um, not, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a fine expansion, like, and visually quite impressive and all that jazz, but like, as you would expect. Um, but just they could have done more. And I think this is that more. So it's like, it's got an open world element where you're driving around an environment, a Lego y environment, to, which looks pretty cool. I mean, it's sort of cool. I should say, because it's like it looks like an environment, but then there's plenty of Lego stuff in it. Sure, like it's not it's not a hundred percent made of Lego, well, which is always a bit right. difficult, I guess. I mean, they do do that with like the other Lego overworld games. Yeah. it's not always like all Lego. Sure. Uh, I guess it's more like the idea of a kid playing with Lego in 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 the, ro- in yeah. the room or something, you know, in a real environment. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and then uh, the the actual racing part takes place on properly designed tracks, so they're not tracks in the environment, like stitched together from the environment. The tracks are elsewhere. Um, and as far as I can, like the obvious comparison, Dan, you already beat me to this, and it's like like because this was the comparison I drew immediately. It was like there's a lot of Sonic and All Stars racing transformed to this. Right. Because yeah. it's got cart, it's got. Well, in the footage I've seen, there seems to be like a base, like cart level where you're like on a tiny little like quad bikey type thing. But that can turn into a, like a supercar in an yeah. instant. And then there's also a power boat. <laughs> power <laughs> boat that you have. Yeah, I well. think there's like and there's it's... a normal car, and then off road is ATV, and then water is boat. That's what I've right, seen yeah. for sure. So the thing they, I don't think but... I've seen any flying. No, I've not seen stuff. any flying. No. <laughs> But there might be. Um, was that in Sonic? Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the third form. There was there was there was cart, boat, and flying. Flying. Yeah, makes sense. Of course, there's like there's three forms in Mario Kart these days, isn't there? There's flying, <laughs> gliding. There's there's and then there's the kind anti-grav. of anti grav. Yeah. Well, and if you do you count the underwater, no, mm, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably less so. Actually, it didn't really mm. didn't really change the handling all that much. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's good use of the Lego license, I guess. Well, it seems kind of weird that they any... like got that license after the Forza thing. Like, they... I mean, no, nobody owns Lego. Well, no, but I mean, sure, but like, if they already had a business dealing with the Forza team or whatever, and they were then and then Lego, if if you imagine this was a Lego idea, and like, why don't we make a whole racing game? And then 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 they were just like, but we're gonna get this other company to do it. Yeah, but I guess. <laughs> Well, Forza went back to Hot Wheels, right? Well, I mean, so, sure. so there can't have been an, a long... And I'm sure they're probably too busy to work on a separate game themselves anyway. Sure. <laughs> but, play, yeah, Playground are working on something not Forza Horizon right now, right? Right. Like, or at least part of Playground are. Mm. Um, uh, we still don't know what that project is, officially. What other racing games have 2K made? <laughs> Oh, that that is a question. I don't. I don't actually know. I don't, well, and like, well, they haven't, they haven't made many and slapped the name Two K on them. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I don't know what studio is actually behind this. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, it, it looks it looks all right. Like, I would say the footage I've seen makes yeah. it look quite framey. Um, but they've got like mm. so maybe there's some optimization needed doing before it actually releases. Um, that's fair. Um, but the uh, yeah, the, the, the core mechanics looked kind of fun. So it's you know Mario Kart esque, but like you're as you bump into things, like bits come off your car um, or your vehicle, um, so that you you do have health. I think is the is the thing. So you have you have like a health health system, but you regain that by just smashing shit. So like by like hitting other lego models the bits from that those fly off and then attach to your car or something that's that's the, that's the premise right that's the, that's why that works yeah yeah, yeah. In, in lego land. smash things into pieces yeah, yeah and, you, and you gain <laughs> and you gain no bricks um which you know that's probably gonna feel quite fun like let me hit some lego stuff let, let, let it smash up and then it's mine that'd only be cool if they if they do it properly where like when you hit things I mean, it can't use the exact pieces, but maybe the color. Like, if you run, if your car oh, is yellow at the start, and then you run through like a brick wall, but yeah, the yeah, bits yeah. you attach are red. Yeah, yeah. So if you like take out a whole bunch of fence, you just end up with a brown car yeah. again. Yeah, I bet they. I mean, it would be, would be even cooler if it could manage to use like actual parts. Mm. You'd have to like make it some like a procedural system where it's like this part is this long and this deep so it will fit in that kind of slot on the shape of the car model yeah, or super something. Hardcore, but it'd be pretty, yes. That would be pretty fun. That would be super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they haven't really t- I haven't seen anything about like if the cars are all just like pre-designed or yeah. you can actually build some stuff or like mess with it. That is the classic it. problem of Lego games. Like, you is always there, is there want, any Lego? Yeah, how much Lego is it? <laughs> do you actually get to do any Lego? Like, not at all, most of the time. Nope. Or hold a button to Lego, yeah. basically. That's usually as much as you get. Yeah, is it, can, can you, like, Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts this to some extent? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, Worth mentioning because that seems to be the one game everyone's talking about at the moment. Um, well, because yeah, I guess there's nothing else really announced. Uh, but yeah, it's also one of those, like one of those few times like apparently they had a review day. Like you know, like who there aren't many publishers that do that, and or not a review day, but like a preview day where they like bring journalists mm. to a well, place to maybe, just play their game for a few hours. Maybe that's about to become more common now that E3 isn't any longer. <laughs> Maybe all yeah, the companies maybe. that would usually do that at E3 have been like, oh shit, there's no E3 any longer. We better start maybe just the, doing these the normal way. The old, the old strategies return. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, right. Okay. There is. I've just looked it up. There is a little, a little history behind this. Like Lego 2K Drive. Is so called because there was a game in 2013 called 2K Drive. Okay, um, so they've done at least one operation. They've, done, they've <laughs> done this before, but not a Lego themed game. Not a Lego themed game, no. But no one remembers 2K Drive, so why do they? I mean, we don't. <laughs> no, I mean, presumably it was a hella oh, generic Forza that, game. Oh, it might have been an iOS game. Oh, okay, which is why we don't remember it. Yeah, right, okay. mobile driving games that's fine I guess huh but still yeah it's a slightly weird brand to pull on if it really counts as a brand yeah uh, 
That's probably it for game news. Uh, so we, but the, the other little bit of information is there is supposedly a PS5 Pro in development right now that is slated for release yeah. at the end of 2024. So the right. rumor goes. That, yeah, that seems unlikely. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's. I mean, the timescales of it. I'm sure they will do a pro before they do a new console for sure. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, the whole last, everyone in the last generation did one. Um, So definitely. Um, But that still seems soon. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem soon. And also it's it's weird. It's slightly odd because we're still in the position where like even Sony are still directly supporting both PS5 and PS4. Still. Right, so that's like true. What Ragnarok yeah. came out on both, um, yeah, uh, and it's it's it, and PS Five has only had a price increase; it hasn't had a decrease. So it's like the pro. What is the pro going to come out at an even higher price point? Um, which seems terrifying. Unless this isn't a pro, ninety-nine US dollars. <laughs> yeah, probably. Unless this isn't a pro. Unless it's some other like. I know special VR version of the PS5 that has like extra VR stuff built in, right? Or it's just a bundle with no. Well, no, well, bundle. not a bundle. Yeah, it's going to be some tech mm. if they're having to develop it. But I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. Like, or it's I just would... a PS5 with a PS4 in it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it even bigger. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need that because PS5 is PS4 back and yeah. back, right? Um... For the most or part. PS3 at least. They've retooled, they've brought back the PS3 tooling and they're going to start making PS3 boards of it inside a PS5. Oh, weird. <laughs> Return of Cell. Yep. Link them together with some fridges. <laughs> uh, US Army will be pleased. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd be more. Sure, I mean, surely the, 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 the easier play would be to put a PS5 slim out. And it's. Well, yes. And if they can manufacture it easier and get them out easier, then surely that's the play. Well, I, Cause it's, it's, I don't think a slim makes that easier, though, does it? It's Because it's not really changing the important parts, it's changing the plastic parts. Some of the important parts will I mean, change yeah, the I mean, surely they'll have, to downscale a lot. they'll have to downscale a lot of the internals and like maybe smaller die chipsets. And... Sure, but I don't think that would make that part easier. <laughs> that, might, I mean, that might even make the, making the internal parts harder. Maybe, but like, isn't like your your general yield rate if you manage to make smaller dies on chips and things like just higher? Like, uh, maybe not yield rate. I suppose like in in terms of like how much you actually have to throw away, that's probably lower. But because um, it doesn't work, mm. but like the actual like cost to manufacture is like outweighs it because you're using less materials. Uh, it's like, is there something like that? I don't know. I don't understand. Like. Electronics manufacturing—that's not my bag. <laughs> um, but generally, that's what a, like a slim or a re- revision console does. It's a—it's at mm. heart a cost-saving measure, and it just happens to result in a smaller machine. Um, Indeed. I mean, historically, that's and how sometimes it's they fix hardware problems, right? Like the 360, yeah. they fix the fact that they broke constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite yeah exactly. The um, Ugh, I forgot what they've even called what those models were even called, but the later 360 models were the black ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was the elite, and then they did a full redesign, didn't they? They did two oh, different yeah. shapes of the 360 over its life cycle. There was a there was a smaller one, and then there was an even smaller one. 
at right at the end of its life cycle. The E. I remember the E. The E was the last one. And I I reckon there was an S or something. It was probably called an S, a 360S, something like that. And those were those were full on like smallenings. <laughs> Reductions, um, <laughs> M small and M small and PS3 small had two, didn't it? PS3 also had two. It had the slim and the super slim. Um, yeah, I was considering getting a PlayStation Two slim because my PlayStation Two, like that, that first, I really like that, that first I had edition, one of those. Yeah, that first edition PlayStation Two is noisy, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the PS2 Slim is tiny in comparison to the. It's mm. really small and in small and <laughs> considerably in small and. Of course, it doesn't have the power pad supply in it. Sure. That's a brick. Yeah. So that's one trick. But still, yeah, I like my PS2 Slim. I just uh, I think I gave it to my flat, sold it to my flatmate, but uh, for Guitar Hero purposes. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you about that if you still had it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was wondering where it was, and no, I think it's in in. Uh, where does he live? Uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, that went some distance then. Yeah, presumably he had to use a converter because it's yeah, a house, yeah. obviously. Like a, that must have been quite inconvenient for him. Yeah, that must suck because it's only a 50 hertz, <laughs> yeah, uh, a 50 hertz console in America. That's never going to work. Uh, I don't know. I think he bought it from me before he moved to America. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, it might work. The OSSC would probably deal with it, and like HDTVs <laughs> would deal with a 50 hertz signal. Maybe now, but yeah. But at the time, at the time yeah. of its relevance, that would that would have. So blown. yeah, sorry, I don't have that. No, <laughs> but it was cool. Well, I did. It was good. It was good. That was the that was the Guitar Hero machine. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did consider breaking my 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 guitars out. See how many of them still work. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, more than my PlayStation controllers. <laughs> Fuck, those things are dying left, right, and center. Even my supposedly good one, like, which is a PS1 analog controller, because um, mm. both my PlayStation 2 controllers suck. They've, they've gone gone a bit awry. But even my PlayStation 1 analog controller is, is starting to lose. It's fine, apart from L1. L1 you have to press really hard, <laughs> and, then it's still, and then it works. But um, I have actually got like, a pretty much unused PS1 controller, like, in white, in like the analog one, um, but I don't know if I want to use it, right? Because it's like... <laughs> not until all the others are fully dead. Yeah. Preserve it as long as possible. Exactly, it's pristine. <laughs> Did get the PlayStation One out of the um, out of the loft though, because I think there are some things that the PS Two gets wrong with the PlayStation One output. Um, and I just want to double check that, like, or if it's a if it's a problem with the PS2's signal once you run it through an OSSC. Right. Um, there's some stuff that looks a bit funky. Like, in I had to go. I was going through FF8 saves earlier, and I noticed the same problem. But uh, maybe we'll talk about it in games later. But Wipeout Three has has a bit of a problem um, with it. Um, so I'd quite like to not have that problem. <laughs> It like skips a frame every now and then. It sort of looks a bit jumpy. Like it goes forward a frame, back a frame, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what part of the chain is at fault there. So um, mm. I'm going to try my actual PlayStation One. I'm going in. He's going in, boys. Hold the rope. <laughs> if I get too deep, someone tug on it. 
did kind of a bit late for that, I think, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> on, a video, on, a, on a podcast about video games, yeah, we're too deep. <laughs> he's in too deep, he's trying to keep above. above in my head instead of going under. Instead of going under. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that might be news, right? I don't know. That's not yeah, I guess so. That's the end of news. Was that in Guitar Hero? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe one of the later ones. Maybe the Infinite DLC. Yeah, must have been there at some point. Are you sure it wasn't just in the first? What was in the? I don't think it was in the first one. In fairness, like all my time in like the first Guitar Hero was pretty much either playing Queens of the Stone Age. Also, a queen. Like maybe it's just just bands with queen in the name. <laughs> and and actually, so well, actually, like the bonus songs that you got after finishing the main, all the stuff that was made by like harmonics staff and friends of harmonics. Like I used to play all that more than the actual licensed tracks. Well, they weren't actual licensed tracks at that point, though, were they? So they were one. Yeah, most of the soundtrack was licensed, but like and proper. Oh, because d- 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 didn't it end on Freebird? I don't know if that was like two or something, but. Um... Yeah, but the, f- the first game was all covers, though, right? Because they did they couldn't get the licenses. Oh, at that some point. of them definitely were covers, right? Yeah, but they were very good covers, like amazing. I thought they were good all covers co- in the first game. Oh, were they? I think they no, wasn't, I, it wasn't until the second game when they actually got the. the I, I, no, I, 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 I'm sure a lot of them were were. Uh, maybe you're right. I thought a lot of them were real, but I got I got it here. <laughs> it's on Wikipedia. All songs are covers of the original versions. Oh man, they, of they're the first good game. covers though. A lot of them. They're really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and uh, the first game did have Fat Lip by Sum 41. Oh, did it? Huh. Yeah, it didn't have In Too Deep, but it did have Fat Lip. Okay. Yeah, uh, but obviously cover, but they were really good covers, yeah. I like. I think I like the first one the best. The be first, yeah, the if, if they went back and... But they never went back and redid that, that playlist. No. Right? And like with, got, got the Because they could have done that playlist with the proper versions would be amazing. Yeah, they, yeah. Ne- they never did that. And that is that is such a lineup, that first game. Man, yeah. I feel so stupid now for being like hoodwinked on most of them. I thought, I thought there was like a mix of like covers and... Because you just remember the like, subsequent games when they were the real ones. I mean, yeah, maybe it wasn't right. long before Guitar Hero 2 came out. That came out pretty quick yeah. and that yeah. did have like uh, a, the real thing. It was like a year or two, right? It was just... just, just I used to just swap it. in and out the discs and just yeah. be playing one and then two and then one and then two all the time. I mean, and then you know, it took them until the 360 era and a hard drive where you could just be like, yeah, just down... just install all of those songs to the hard drive and then you'll play them in every future version of the game and yeah. rock band did i think did that as well and it's like oh that's brilliant I mean, that's what you that's want brilliant yeah although guitar hero 3 did have did i think have the free dlc for do you want to play the halo theme and mm-hmm. i'm like hell yeah i want to play the halo theme <laughs> oh yeah that was cool it was around that time of you know Halo, yeah, doing the crazy. I think it was Halo Three's launch. That, oh, was that Halo Three? Yeah, yeah. they current they they tied it up. Oh, maybe actually, mm, I don't know. I can't remember. I would imagine it was Halo Three, but also Katara Two that only has four uh, of um, you know proper master recordings. Oh, really? So that was all covers as well, was it? Yeah. By the same people. So the only ones that were um, master recordings were My Chemical Romance, Primus, <laughs> Toadies, 
and Jane's Addiction stop. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, they were the covers. We're known as Big Brown Beaver. That was a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun song. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, break it out or try and get hold of a PS2 Slim and break out the plastic guitars. It's just noisy. I mean, oh. you don't really notice it while you're actually in the middle of a game, but like while it's loading, like it's yeah. supposed to be quiet in the room. It's not quiet in the room. It's like, like no, it's, it's noisier than I remember the PlayStation Three being, and that thing was a jet engine at times. It's like yeah, this thing is just a true. constant whir, like oh, and it's like uh, how did how did this thing take off? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like, everything was like that. That's how. <laughs> Yeah, but the PS1 wasn't like that. The... Even the OG Xbox well, the wasn't PS1 like didn't need nearly as much cooling. No, the PS1 no. was silent and uh, near enough. And the, the OG Xbox wasn't wasn't that loud. GameCube was silent as well. Again, not much cooling required. I mean, it had a fan. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, so it's only just... I mean, PlayStation 2 was a great machine and it came out earlier than the others, but I'm not knocking yeah. it for that. But yeah, it's, it's, a, no- it's a noisy thing. to the punch. Yeah. It's a noisy thing. doesn't even matter if you get rid of the fan noise, you're just going to get disk drive noise instead. A disk drive in, my, in the PS2 is pretty quiet, actually. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. If it can't read a disk, then it makes a hell of a noise. <laughs> I think it, like, I, it might have. It might have. T- I'm not sure if my disc was already busted, but it might have torn up my my disc one of FF8. Oh, good. Like it made it made a horrible noise, um, and seems unca- incapable of reading that. So I'm going to try that in the PS1 to make sure it's not balked. But I think it might be balked, which means I might be eBaying a copy of Final Fantasy VIII to replace <laughs> it. But well, I'm going to play that version again. But I don't know. We might. <laughs> no, the PC version is like there now. Like who cares? Like, why would you? Why would you? Uh, video games. Uh... Video games. What have we been playing is the question. I think it's time to answer that question. With Let's answer it with Zach. Right? Yep. <laughs> no one to know. What's uh, he been playing? I've definitely not been playing much this fortnight, that's for sure. I, I think I said last time that I'd had at least one week of it being one of those weeks, and this next two weeks has also been two more of those weeks. <laughs> where I haven't seemed to have been doing any kind of stuff. I did play quite a lot of Rocket League for some reason. Okay. Though why I came back to that specifically and got slightly out of Lemon Down. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Outskirts of Lemon Down. <laughs> a little bit. A little de lemoned. <laughs> Your citrus intake was too high. Yeah. Anti scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> Inverse scurvy. I mean, that's like vitamin C poison. I have I guess. too much C! <laughs> Uh, so there's that. Um, so there's only really two things to talk about because I'm pretty sure this is only the two, the only two other things I played, except for a bit more Minecraft. I guess that's still happening. Um, I played a bit of Barbara's You. Okay, yeah. But I only really did like one session because like I played one fairly long session of it and then got a headache and I was just like I'm not going to go back to this and then so mm. that's half puzzle headache and half like low resolution headache that I get low resolution headache yeah like I've noticed it like I mean I've probably mentioned it before on the podcast but like in, in pixel art games at a certain resolution point I start getting headaches from it like wow. it's I'm totally fine with like I know Owlboy is totally fine yeah. and like Terraria is fine when it's zoomed out far enough and like Stardew as well 
But then, like, there comes a point when the resolution of the pixel light gets low enough, it just seems to affect me in a weird way. So, were you all right when we were doing Ocarina, like the video? Yeah, it's, it's only pixel art that does it. It's not like oh, low so, resolution. So, 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 like, yeah, it's like low pixel resolution. Huh. That's that's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know how that has started to happen. I mean, I, I find it fascinating that you've managed to like restrict it like, I mean maybe it is just coincidence yeah <laughs> but like it always seems like if I'm playing a game with a particularly low pixel art resolution it happens huh but in this case there was also like puzzle headache as well because I was that game is not easy <laughs> it turns out I didn't ima- ever imagine it <laughs> well would sure be. it's a puzzle game but it's like even at the start it's it's quite difficult to get your head around even yeah. though it seems quite simple because you're having to figure your and it <sighs> I feel like one of the sort of problems of that game is like it's not very easy to experiment with except in the places where it explicitly lets you. Like, so obviously, like right in the first level, there's the opportunity to mess around with it and like solve it several different ways because they just give you access to all the words basically that control how the game works. So you can just mess around with that. But that's very rarely the case in the other levels. And the way I think I've sort of started to realise that these puzzles always seem to go is like, you'll come into a level, there'll be a really obvious thing you can do that will get you like halfway towards the solution, but then there's something where it just doesn't work. And then you have to basically reset and be like, okay, so that's the obvious thing to do. What's the non-obvious thing to do? Right. <laughs> and then you have to like just like look at all the possible things you can move around and be like, what even can I do? Hmm. But yeah, and then on a certain level, then then there's just the additional puzzle difficulty brain problem of just like, when it allows you to do things, that can allow you to do a lot of things in some cases. Right. (laughs) Because I imagine, man, because it's... it's it's really hard to actually try and explain yeah. like let alone let alone like so my thought is is like okay so it's there'll be a serious timing element to not only changing the rules of the level because that's how Babaraji works yes um but also like when you change the rules of the level like i have to have done I mean, all this stuff that i have to have done all this set up with this set of rules and then when i change the rules in this specific way like now, I then I can manipulate it. I like mean, I haven't, this. I haven't really played that many levels that have exact timing. I mean, it's all. I don't necessarily mean timing as in like literal real time. I mean, well, like no, timing. I mean it's all turn based. Yeah. Like every move is a, and you can just press spacebar to wait a turn or whatever. Oh, can you? Okay. So you can just set things up and then set it off at the right moment. But there hasn't really been that many levels that require that. It's mostly just figuring out how to change the rules to allow you no, to do anything. Okay, I guess timing wasn't the right phrase. I mean, like, 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 yes, you have to do a certain amount of setup with like in one style with one, and then you change something and then you have to do some stuff in, in. Yeah. With, 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 with this sometimes. new set of rules or sometimes. And uh, yeah, wrapping your head around that might be a new problem. I mean, I, I feel like, like there's been some levels that have seemed easy and been impossible for me to figure out for ages or maybe at all. I don't I like there was a couple I was stuck on that I think I figured out after I stopped, but you know, that's oh, puzzle, the, that's the, puzzle case. Yeah, for you. that's the classic. If you're, if you're spending too long on a thing, like you have to sit sit back and go some, go do something else. But also it seems like well the, the it lets you progress 
quite quickly between like how compared to how many puzzles there are in each section mm. i guess section of the world like you only need to do probably not even half of them in most cases before it will let you move on which suggests I, it knows it's difficult well it maybe suggests it knows it's difficult but might also be some meta thing going on because i have you know this game is clearly going to be quite meta at some point <laughs> So I have probably going to rewrite the game. Yes, I have suspicions about why it allows you to just skip through quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, I bet you're going to like rewrite the world map at some point. Yes, I'm pretty sure you are going to. But well, you know, and then if you do complete all of the puzzles in an area, you know, the map icon lights up differently, and it's like, well, that obviously is going to mean something at some point. Mm. Maybe not just for 100 completion type thing. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool that 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 idea is even floated. Right. And, you know, pretty immediately, one of the first paths you unlock on the world map takes you to a level which is just called the finale, and it seems unsolvable. Huh. And there's a specific, like, word block that just says end, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think I know what you have to connect that to you, presumably. Oh, what? <laughs> end is you? Yeah, probably. You is end. Actually, I guess it's a, it's in the highlighted square, so it would have to be after after. Bubber, bubber is end. Oh, what? So it can only be a. a, a <laughs> like, what is which, a noun or which, an adjective? Which way or is it, well, the target, I suppose. <laughs> yes, the target. Because you—that's the other important thing. Obviously, is you have to connect the sentences in the correct order. It, you can't just put them in any order. Also, it's always left to right or top to bottom. You can't go against conventional text direction. <laughs> hey, Dan, gra- gra- grammar man. Um, like, what is the. <laughs> What is the, the 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 grammar name for when you're like the 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 person something's being done to the subject? subject. Is like it subject? The, the subject. Subject. Yeah. But so what who's the doer? Object? Like if like is it an object. Uh, <laughs> really not the grammar. No. Man. This is very basic. Uh, I get it? I get I get lost at this. This is like this. Unfortunately, this was like the core of Latin, and I forgot all of it. <laughs> like, the subject performs the action, and the object's the thing that that's been dubbed to. Okay, so the, the so in the phrase "Baba is you," it would be "subject is object," right? Yes, right. Yeah. You you are the object, <laughs> which is the that's the like that is of course the actual main puzzle of this game. Is like you always have to be something, or otherwise you can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right so you can see, is it possible to bone yourself yes then? very easily okay. and that's most of, that's quite a lot of the puzzles involve that whereas like the is you part is there in the world and if something happens and moves it around you'll be screwed unless you're immediately replacing it with some other word well yes i have i have only come across one level that actually does that so far where it, like there's basically a wall in the middle of the map that kills you if you walk on it. Like this wall is made of it's grass, but like, like and then the rule on the level is like grass is defeat. Oh, so yeah. it kills you if you walk on it. But Until defeat, you change the rule. defeat only affects affects things if they if they are you at the time. So if you uh, become not you, and then the object still moves over the grass and then becomes you on the other side, you're okay. <laughs> then yeah. you can fix it. Gotcha. So you had to set up to move the rule, so it's like while you're while it's automatically moving through this space, you can't be you. But then when it reaches the other side, it goes back to being you again. <laughs> so something can't be defeated unless it's you. Yes, defeat only affects you specifically, which means you cut you. There's another puzzle elsewhere where 
you have to not you have to not connect you and defeat by accident like because <laughs> right. you, you is you, defeat you can both you can be you and defeat on the same object so you can't do that because then you just die immediately <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah I've, I've, i haven't got that far well i feel like i haven't got that far into it man this sounds super clever and something i would never have enough time for <clears throat> i've got as far as the bit where it gets really complicated where you get a, you get a word in the level that is text. <laughs> so uh, now the text can be things. What? what? So you, right, So if text is you, that means you, you can move the, text. the entire... All the text word. on the level moves simultaneously because it's you. Oh my God. <laughs> Not just a specific bit of text, no. just all of it. And then you can also, if you connect something is text, you can turn objects back into text. By connecting their word, if the if the word of the object already exists at the level, and you connect that word to is text, all of the objects in the level turn back into text. Wow! <laughs> Wait, so then you could move what you needed into the into a rule because yeah. it's now text, and also text is always movable. So sometimes you can use that. Like if you oh, it can always be shown. It can always be pushed because text has its own special setting for that, which I find kind of weird because you know everything else. If you're moving it, it has is push somewhere in the level. Okay, but text just kind of inherently has that, right? For some reason, I guess to make it slightly to less complicated, it, to make it so that you have to put it on screen all yeah. the time. But yes, if you then turn turn objects into text, so you can move them around and then change them back from text when they've got them where you need them to go without using the push. So one of one of the most complicated things I did was like How hard must it have been to write the programming for this game? Yeah. One of the most complicated things I did was where it's like you have to it's got the the win condition is on is in like this separated room that you can only teleport into. But only objects can go through a teleporter, not words. So you have to convert the word into an object to send it through the teleporter and then convert it back into a word on the other side. So, <laughs> so some, you can connect... Something is win. Yeah, so you can connect the win condition. And then obviously, because you've already converted all the objects into words, when it's a word again, you then also have to somehow recreate one of the objects outside without changing the other word back to an object as well, because it needs to be a word on the inside where it's making the rule and an object on the outside so you can touch it. <laughs> And then I knocked over a teacup with no liquid in it. Success! <laughs> That's the appropriate Ooh. time to knock over a mug. Yep. Because uh, it's comedy at that point. Uh, but yes, that's that's the ridiculous complications of that game. Oh my god, you so need to remember your Steam password so you can do it. Yes, we, we are probably going to do a video of it. I, I need to see what this actually looks like. So yeah, oh, I, as I said, I, I really only played it that one time. So again, sort of intentionally for video content, so I don't finish it before we make a video of it. Not that I necessarily think that's going to be a problem for the video, because you guys won't have seen it before. Well, and you've got plenty of levels you won't have done by the sound of it. <laughs> well, theoretically, yes. Yeah. But yeah, there was that. I did I did that. That's... I am I am baffled just thinking about it. I've baffled myself. <laughs> I've saffled. Uh, and then <laughs> really the only other thing I need to talk about in terms of things I played, uh, there's been this thing going around on YouTube, I guess, or streamers have been playing it recently. Hot right now. Yep, it's hot right now. 
maybe we can make a video of this. I don't know though. <laughs> Is it just going to get flooded out? But it, it's it's um it's a fan game Pokemon. No. That is that is like wait, it's called Infinite Fusions, which might tell you what it's about. <laughs> you you confuse any Pokemon to any other Pokemon. <laughs> Combining their their moves and their like types and and their abilities and all that. Okay, the most important part of this is visually how does that look? Exactly. So that's the thing. So 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 if you counted up all the fusions, there's like 170,000 different Pokemon that you can make by fusing all the different Pokemon with every other Pokemon. Right, all right. So, right. so okay, what, so the limit is just one on one, one on base one. with one base. Yes. Okay. And, it, and the way, so it auto-generates the sprites in most cases, but there's also been like a community effort to basically do sprite work for it. I see. So there's like 20,000 actual sprites at this point. Wow. For for a variety of different combinations. Also, I really want to know how they generated the other ones. Did they like get AI to be like, oh, what if yeah, like Charmander and like, well, and I mean, Mr. Mime had a baby. Well, no, well, like the, the AI fusion method <laughs> has already already been around for quite a while. Like it used to be on a website that did it. Okay, because the way it works is that it combines the body shape of one and then basically the head and sometimes arms of the other or like limbs like hands and feet and fins and that kind of stuff okay so it's like the body shape of one and then the face of the other and then like the limbs of the other okay and the color schemes of one or the other i can can see how that would work (laughs) you see how that would work but when you actually some combinations do not work very well at all sometimes (laughs) hilariously sometimes horrifyingly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm there for. Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole yeah. thing is about. And then, of course, the fun. even in the, like, when the, the sprite work has been done, sometimes it's sort of intentionally made ridiculous in that in the way that the auto-generated one would have done. <laughs> Where it's just like, this still looks like it's pretty much just this other Pokemon's head slapped on here, but it, at least the pixel art is, like, properly done. <laughs> so what, like... Sprite work have they been pulling from to like st- as a starting point? Well, it's based on you know the actual last generation of Pokemon that was sprites, I suppose, which would have been like generation five when they all still had sprite work. What like DS uh, or did 3DS still have? E- I mean, maybe the first 3DS. I guess, one? I guess it depends what's in the Pokedex, right? Because the Pokedex would always be a sprite. Or... Yeah, well, no, modern Pokedexes use the 3D models. Oh, do they? Hmm. But it would have been like, I think. I don't remember whether X or Y or... Because it would have at least been black and white would still have had them. Okay. Anyway, so there's a cutoff. Yeah. Although it seems like maybe in a few cases where it's a particular popular Pokemon, even one... They they did specific sprites for Pokemon from the future, essentially. Okay. (laughs) That would have been backported in. So it does mean our living pile of garbage is there. Well, garbage, or yes. (laughs) And pile of swine. Oh, actually, I don't know if it is, now that I think about it. I've, wow. never, I've never seen it in any of the videos I've watched of this, and I would expect people would have been looking for it if it did exist. I mean... Pile of swine, yes. <laughs> that does yeah, exist. Yeah, pile of swine, definitely. And my boy, Sudo Wudo, of course. Yep, that. Imagine that face on anything else. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, Sudo Wudo. But yeah, I don't know if, if we could make a video of that. So, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm more. I just want to see the most fucked up images that thing can generate. Yes, and also the other, you know, thing that it does for combining Pokemon is combining the names, which of course is hilarious. 
It just oh, cuts yeah. the name in half and takes the front half of one and the back half of the other. Oh, yeah. Which means the first wild Pokemon I... Wudo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the first Pokemon I ran into was a combination of Pichu and Gloom. Otherwise known as Pew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Although you do run into problems with the Pokemon called Shinx and any Pokemon that has a T in the middle of its name. Huh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny um, <laughs> and also visually in terms of auto-generated sprites don't combine execute with anything oh well you remember execute the Pokemon that's that, just a that, bunch that, of eggs that three, yeah I was about to say it's three eggs isn't it or, oh eggs oh no is yeah. it the one that's like a ring of eggs or no it's like a bunch of it the the tree where it evolves into the yes. coconut tree, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But it's just a big pile of eggs. Yeah. Which then in the auto generation basically just turns into a pile of heads. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just putting the face <laughs> of the other Pokemon on there. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's, that's the worst. Yep, it really is. Oh, I mean, I, I want a side. Was it a Psychsecute? Like a Psyduck. A Psyduck head. Or, or just bits of leak. It's <laughs> coming out. Not sure that's how that works. <laughs> From far-fetched or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's far-fetched. Isn't it? Sorry, not Psyduck, yeah. No, I don't think the... Li- I'm not sure the leak gets pulled. It might do as a, <laughs> as a limb, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen any far-fetched combos out of that. Exafetched. But, yeah. And, but, so, the, the reason why... I guess it might be sort of bearable as a Pokemon game to make a video of... <laughs> Is because it's a fan game, not a ROM hack. It has like built-in speed up and stuff. Okay, and a, it also has a built-in randomizer, which also makes it more interesting. Yeah how long how long is this thing going to last until Nintendo catches wind and there's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys need to stop. A lot of ROM hacks and fan games hang around. Like I don't know. I mean, you know, they can't sell them or anything. No, <laughs> obviously. I <laughs> know uh, the. On the other hand, the slight problem with it being a fan game and not a ROM hack is like it's kind of jank, and the like a lot of the sound effects and music are all kinds of like the music doesn't properly loop; it just fades out and repeats, uh, yeah, and like sounds are all kind of different volumes and stuff because the normalizing hasn't been done well enough or whatever. Right. But apart from that, it seems to be pretty functional as a Pokemon game. You might argue it's a bit early in the. Process. Well, sure. I don't know how long this has actually been around. So it's only the... become okay, famous key, at this key, point. Okay, key question: Like, do, do you have to fuse things, or does any one of these hundred seventy odd thousand or whatever you said like variants just exist in the world? Well, that's dependent on the randomizer settings. Oh, if you play, so, so you can choose. If you play it without the randomizer, it it puts. Like, 90% of wild Pokemon are just normal Pokemon, mm. but then occasionally there'll be a fused one. Huh. But then if you if you just turn on the randomizer, you can set it to so that everything is always fused. <laughs> you just pick from any of them. Yeah. Like, so, like, the, pu- then the pure al- breeds are the rare ones. Yeah. And then there's also, like, you the randomizer has settings for, like, how random. Like, do you want it to be, like, randomized so that the progression is still the same? So, like, you're finding... Pidgeys and Caterpies and whatnot at the start, and then it gradually gets stronger. Or do you want full randomization where you can find anything, anything immediately? Anywhere. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which might make it impossible to actually progress. But... Yeah, yeah. So it's based on. Wait, so the progression is like based on like red and blue then? Or like. I mean, like, the game is what's... basically. I mean, the, I mean, the, I, the, I, the that's remake. That's a stupid question because they're all the same. You don't know. 
Well, the, it's based on, I guess, the the remakes of Red and Green. Okay, right. so it's yeah, it's yeah. got the you start in Pallet Town and do the whole Red Red World, but then it also has the gold and silver maps. Okay, so, so it is basically just map stealing. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's basically an asset rip of Red and Red and Green or whatever. Which makes it even more likely to be shut down. Yep. I guess. Um, but I, yeah, like I said, most of these ROM hacks, I mean, you'd think the ROM hacks would get shut down f- faster. Hmm. <laughs> Mainly because they require you to have a ROM. That's true, yeah. But then it's trademark infringement if it's like actually just straight up asset ripping. Well, sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, don't sell it for whatever you do. Don't sell it. Well, that's never stopped Nintendo before. Sure. But it's not technically Nintendo, it's a Pokemon company. Maybe, well, maybe, I guess. maybe yeah. they're a bit more lenient yeah or slow or slow <laughs> like maybe they just don't pay attention download now but yeah i mean that it's been making the rounds recently everyone's been going for it and you know that, that does sound hilarious that's the fun of it it's like it, you can watch anyone do it and it's always always got it's different, be different. Shit. yeah oh man and yes, you can fuse them yourself and you can unfuse them. So like basically in the way I was playing with the randomizer turned up to like medium, but everything is always fused. So it's like you're finding low level Pokemon. as if always it was, low level fusions. But they're fusions. And then it's just like, then you just, once you catch them and they go into the Pokemon box in the computer, you can just in there, you can just unfuse them and then recombine them with whatever the hell you want. Oh, wow. So it's once you've caught the, oh yeah. So, so it's quite easy in theory to catch the, Catch them all, yeah, quote unquote. But then you can mess with it as you. Yes, you can just make them into whatever you want, and it also has a nice feature where, like, when you're doing the fusion, you you pick the two that you're going to fuse, but then it pops up a thing to let you choose the order because, like, the order you fuse them determines what types they get because of everything. Because pretty much everything is dual type now. All normal Pokemon are dual typed, right, right, right. but when you fuse them, it's like the fir- the head one gives you the first type, and the mm-hmm. body one gives, gives you the, the second, second type. type. Yeah. So that can change what types you get. But then on that screen where you're picking the which way round you want to fuse them, that also shows you whether it's got a custom sprite or not, or an auto generated sprite. Oh, so, so, so if you're looking if- explicitly labeled as in this was a this is a gen. Yeah. This is- so if you're looking for the slightly cooler looking custom sprites, you can see it in there. In fact, there's actually, I think there's actually an option in the randomizer to make it so it only lets you have Pokemon with custom sprites if you want to filter out oh, okay. all, the ra- yeah. all the procedural ones. Well, it depends how good the procedural ones are. <laughs> well, as I said, they can they can sometimes be okay and sometimes be completely horrifying. <laughs> but I want that. Well, I, think, yep. I, think, I think I'm in for that. Oh, man. Okay, so Zach coming at us with two pretty compelling video ideas. <laughs> Reasonably compelling. Nice, yeah. So we get to that at some point, possibly. You just need to get remember your password and you'll be sorted. Well, for Steam, not for Pokemon. That is clearly not on Steam. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> that will just be me bringing a folder on a USB drive over here, probably. Nice. <laughs> Apparently it's made in RPG Maker, which I can extremely believe. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course. And I think that's pretty much all I did. That's the whole two weeks. And I didn't even play either of those nearly as much as a whole two weeks would imply. What's this Pokemon game called again? Is it Infinite Fusion. Infinite Fusion. Okay. Amazing. Infinite Fusion. Wow. Cool. Uh, Rob, what have you been playing? Uh... <laughs> Atomic Heart, apparently. Yeah, let's, 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 let's roll straight into that. So, 
I didn't fall off it after the opening two hours. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Like it's it's a hideous opening to that game. Like it's, it's <laughs> right. like it's mm-hmm. like the, the 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 first few hours of it are rough and hard and not easy to get a grip on. Um, and the writing is at its worst at the start of the game for sure. It doesn't get a whole bunch better. <laughs> like the the writing is still you even even no, like like okay. I said I shouldn't say like even gnome. She sat in the room like the writing is the easiest thing of of games is the easiest thing for her to judge, right? Yeah. But like like it's got to the point where. You, where I mean, I mean, she hated the first year. Like, oh, sure. Was, like she thought it was like this is probably the worst thing I've seen you play for a while, <laughs> and uh, they kind of agreed with her. Um, but like, it's got to the point where the story has progressed to progressed so far. Like our our lead character has learned a whole bunch of information. His relationship with Charles the glove improves, so they're not constantly like just, he's just not constantly like just making terrible glove insults <laughs> the whole time. They eventually do start getting on. Um, which makes that a whole lot more bearable. Um, but my God, is he an idiot? <laughs> like, like your character is such an Id- like doofus, and it's like, like to the point where it's just like, doesn't doesn't he know that conspiracy X, conspiracy Y, conspiracy Z? Like, doesn't 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 doesn't, doesn't he realize all of this like, is he, incredibly likely like at this he, point? And they're like, no, apparently he does not. He has um, information. He just doesn't put things together. Yeah. <laughs> He hears all this stuff constantly and then just seems to be... He's, he's such a weird character because he's like super meathead, like American, like patriotism almost, except for Russia. <laughs> right, like, I was about to say. Yeah, it's Presumably a, not American patriotism. But, no, but not, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like American patriotism, patriotism, like that's that thing we're very much used to, but for Russia and for communism and for like... Mm. Uh, but he's also... Like he will, he will occasionally just look a thing, look at a thing, and be like, "That's so beautiful," <laughs> and it's like it just seems like such a weird, like, or oh, get suddenly deep and meaningful about certain subjects, and it's like it's such a weird, like, mix of like I don't know who you are, like it just doesn't mm. never gels together particularly well. Um, doesn't compute, yeah, yeah. He's he's such a confusing, and and on top of that, all of it, he's just a moron. <laughs> I've got to the point in the story where he does seem to finally be realizing something's a bit wrong, like, like, and making decisions for himself. Um, but, but still, it's like it's taken a long time for me for, for him to get to that point. It's just like, oh come on, man! <laughs> what I hear, you're probably not going to like how it ends. Then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard the endings are kind of rubbish, and there's like multiple endings, and you can. But I've heard it's a bit of a dialing ending. Well, I mean, thing. like that, uh, that certainly. But I'm more meant like how his character is going to interact with the ending, from what I hear. Is yeah, probably not going to be good. The good thing is, is that 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 I fa- like. I think I found the loop in this game that I like. Like, so once you get out of the the opening few hours, and it it, it opens up a bit, you get you get put into a world and you look like the outside area and you can sort of walk around this the surface basically you're not in, in a facility underground and it's like that in itself isn't the good bit i was actually starting to lose my rag a little bit with it when i was started to do that stuff because it's like oh shit like so on top of it being all of that it's an open it's another fucking open world game <laughs> actually. Um, mm. but uh actually the open world stuff is actually not it's not a huge world, so it's like it's it's fairly constrained, and it's like it's it's all 
designed and like the the, the intent of what what I've actually found like quite interesting about it is like there are it's it's quite puzzle heavy actually um so you end up like the, the, some of the most fun I've had with this game is just um uh, there there are these areas scattered around the place called testing grounds which are 100% optional but you can uh uh, you go into them and then they're basically like little puzzle dungeons sometimes with a little combat challenge as well um and you you go through them to 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 unlock uh blueprints for stuff you can craft to expand your weaponry and stuff like that but the but those are like actually pretty well done like the puzzles are they don't have a huge number of mechanics uh but they they they're kind of strange places to go into because because sometimes they're like the way you get into them can sometimes be really involved. Like you've got to be like finding certain tricks in the environment to be like, oh, I, how do I actually even get in here? I know it's here because the map tells me it's here, and I've clearly found the building it's in. But how do I open this door? <laughs> and the things you then have to go and do to then actually open that door vary can vary reasonably. So it's it doesn't actually get tedious going going and actually finding how to get into these places, and it's it's. Right. It kind of works. It kind of hooks you in. Like, and also it got to the point where the combat wasn't so like super arduous. Like I just felt like I was getting like worked most of the time. I was surviving, but like I didn't, I wasn't really gelling with the combat, but I think I've got my character now to a point where it's, he's now stronger and the combat hasn't got particularly harder. So none of that is, feels as bad as it did once before. That's not necessarily a, like a huge, like glowing mark for the game, but it's like, I've just, hmm. Like the combat now feels more fun because I'm more powerful. And now we're just waiting for the the big dudes with riot shields to turn up or something. I mean, there's there's definitely guys with <laughs> shields. Sure. Yeah. I'm, like that's the classic like Spider Man or whatever. It's like you're starting to learn the combat now. Have the tanky enemy that just makes yeah. it really inconvenient. Although it's given me the achievement for, for I've apparently scanned every every mob it could like in the game. Right. And the achievement is explicitly worded like that. So I'm like, okay, have I seen every enemy now? And there's just going to be lots of them. But like, but that, or, or maybe elite ones. Yeah, I don't know. Um, where this game really shines, though, is its ability to weave in the weird. Like, it's not as weird as I was hoping, but there are certain scenes and certain set. Not in terms of gameplay, really, but like there are certain scenes and certain set setups where the they they do stuff with the scenario and the and in particular the music, where you're just like. Okay, this is pretty rad at this point. Like, for instance, the last session I played, I had to do a standard, like, oh, you've got to stay here and wait for a thing to happen whilst a whole bunch of, like, zombie-like creatures come at you. Doesn't sound particularly weird on paper, but there's this bit of... um, operatic music playing it because you're, you're you're doing it whilst an opera is being performed in front of you <laughs> right um, and you're waiting for this robot ballerina to do their do their thing uh and then but it, they don't just stop there they don't just do the opera thing they, they play the opera music and then at some point it, they've, they've got this like conceit that they've developed quantum technology that can listen to music that might happen in the future so even though this game is like set in the fifties or something like that, it's like all the music is like super modern and super funky. Right. So they'll turn the opera into something really fucking cool, <laughs> and just like have you doing this fight in this in this theater with with like rad like nice. operatic remix going on, and it's 
the fifth element, element yeah kind of <laughs> like it just has these little moments strewn about it where it's like where where for, on almost every single one of them it's the music that elevates the experience and just makes it makes it something special and it's uh it can be rad as hell that said Boy, this game could do with another like six months of polish or something. It is right. It's pretty glitchy. Um, I've been stuck on numerous occasions in the environment and have had to reload. Um, like, which is which always sucks. It's like I'm just trying to jump over this little bit of rock. Oh, oh, I'm falling forever on this bit of rock and now can no longer move. Great. Uh, reload. Uh, I've had the game crash on me like three or four times, like full on hard crash to dashed which is no good uh and the game doesn't like auto save particularly well like that's it's not a thing it does it will, it will auto save but only but very rarely so you're you're encouraged to save yourself um at save points as well so you can't just like quick save and quick load and all that stuff so if it happens it can be quite annoying uh Plenty of LOD problems in places of the game as well. So you could be walking up to a bench. That bench will disappear as if the LOD level has been set, set at the wrong point, And then you'll walk away from Before it again bench. and it'll, yeah. it'll appear back into, into the world. I've seen that with oh. like light fittings and things like that. Like the, LO, the LOD can be really weird at times. Um, I sort of went out of my way because they've, they've released volume one of the soundtrack on on Spotify as well. I would I would recommend oh, yeah. giving that a listen. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Like they they I, really as far as I've what just apart from the game, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's I think what the the style they've gone for is they've taken classic Russian songs, like old Russian song or yeah. songs by like Russian actually pretty famous folk Russian type. singers in places, and mm-hmm. just let electronic artists go wild with it and be like, here, this is this right. is my take on it and. Uh, <laughs> with one of the most prominent artists being Jeff plays guitar. And I think Mick Gordon did a lot of the like score of the game, not these like remixes and things like that. So it's, um, and presumably there's more volumes to be released because mixed stuff supposedly isn't in the one you can listen to spot on Spotify just yet. But yeah, some of it's pretty cool. Um, I ended up in a weird scenario once where I was clearing out an area of stuff uh, and it has a like an alarm mechanic. So these these camera, cameras called dandelions all over the place. And if they if they see you for too long, they they raise a level one alarm, which is fine. Nice. That just summons stuff in the area to your position. Sure. Uh, if you get seen attacking something on camera, that raises that alert level to two, and so extra stuff can turn up. Um, so that happened to me once while I was fighting this area that had none of the robot like systems running in it, but like just had mutants about. So it elevated it to alarm level two, but I'd killed everything in the area. So what happened is this alarm level just stayed on and I got this rad music playing whilst I was doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm, I'm just being super casual in this little town but while, this, while this badass music plays. It's like it's weird, and I kind of love it. <laughs> it doesn't do the classic Deus Ex. You can tell when the enemies have lost sight of you because the music changes to. I mean, it does do that, but I, it's music. not it's not as instant or as obvious in at places as as I might like, especially in the early game. Like so, like I don't think the enemies make enough noise to make it obvious that they're coming for you. I I, I have I have that problem with it. So 
Mm-hmm. It's weirdly easier to hear, like, especially the humanoid robots walking around when they're just walking around. They sort of make these, like, servo noises of... When they go into combat mode, suddenly they go really quiet. <laughs> and, like, they move, like, with, like, no servo noise oh, and just come at you and, like, it's... Stealth yeah. mode. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. And I, 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 don't, I don't think the game does that particularly well. Um, so, you know, the audio of something, of, of things in the world actually realizing your presence can be quite annoying because you'll be like, oh, what the hell just shot at me? What's going on? Quite a lot. There's, there's like just enough weird here to keep me keep me in. Um, but uh, yeah, the writing still sucks. And the, the story, I think, is a bit... Meh. And the... Uh, polish is in places lacking um mm. but there there is just enough here to make me kind of like it despite despite everything i kind of like it it's like that's a weird thing to say after last week i don't know if i've had that much of a turnaround before, yeah well, it's where... good to give these things a chance isn't it and, and i had given yeah. it a chance i was like <laughs> several, i was several hours into it last time thinking right this, yeah. this blows uh, like yeah, and now I've I've come around on it. It's a weird one. It's definitely a weird one. <laughs> well, it's always good to hear. Stick yeah. with it or don't. But I mean, now you know. <laughs> it's still interesting. Yeah, I was kind of worried for a long time during during these last two weeks that it was going to hideously outstay its welcome. But I th- I think it's actually going to wrap up quicker than I thought. Um. It's it's not a short game, and I think it perhaps could have benefited from streamlining a lot. Like maybe focus in a little more, so they could do more of the polish. Maybe they didn't need quite so much open world. You know, that kind of that. You know, just shrink it. Like if it was if it was maybe like sixty to fifty percent. Yeah, maybe maybe take a quarter. I don't know, somewhere between a third and a quarter of of it. Just trim that out. Maybe take half the intro off. I don't know. <laughs> um, this would probably be a better experience. I think it's one of those. Um, but that said, it's not the biggest. It's not a Ubi- It's not a Ubisoft game. Not- <laughs> no, we've got infinite map icons. No, you definitely don't have that because there's not <laughs> lot, there's, there's not that much to do in the open world. You're. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's, that, that is Atomic Heart. That's probably the only sort of like modern game I've really been playing. <laughs> Why have you gone retro otherwise? Is it, I've, been, I've been sticking to it. Beyond the anti crab kick. Yeah. Yeah. So stick stuck, to it. So I stuck with Wipeout Fusion as well. Uh, I've got to the point where I fully upgraded a, one of the ships for one of my pilots, and that's how you unlock the. Uh, second level pilots so i'm now grinding cash to upgrade that that one as well but ah, i gotta say that game gets much worse as the speed increases and as the difficulty increases um the later track designs in particular all kind of suck they're all like too wiggly and don't really fit with the mechanics for how you drive um i think i may have mentioned that before in its detail, but what I'm not sure, like I'd really touched on last time, which is like that game gets increasingly glitchy as the speed increases. Like there's just there's one level in particular where if you take a route, <laughs> you're taking your life into your hands. There's just a really good chance you will just die for no reason at all. 
You just drive mm. along the like what is pretty much a flat bit of track. Although they've got these stupid fucking doors that like close like randomly. Well, they they're supposed to open when you get near them, so I don't know if that's what's causing. But you you can just die. <laughs> like you can be on like full health or like pretty much like no damage, and you, you can just die. That's no good if you're in the middle of a, like a championship no. and it's like it, it has like Definitely not. It has like a no restart policy on its like championships and the and the league the league is how you do most of the progression through this game and so uh, yeah you're at risk of just having a having a zero point race on this on this course in particular so it's, uh, I, I specifically try and avoid that route because it's like I might die um, I've fallen through the level when a quake has come and hit me. So I've just fallen out of the bottom of the track. Oh, the, the actual the quake comes, and then you just go under. You just go under the, the track, track yeah. and that's it. <laughs> I've um, fallen off a loop the loop and just flown into nothingness for a while until the game realised, oh wait, you're not supposed to be here. Um, uh, one time that worked in my advantage, where I accidentally uh, I, I got hit by a weapon, and for some reason that pinged me outside the boundary of the track. And that then teleported me quite a long way ahead in the lap, so I won that one quite easily. <laughs> hmm. It's 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 the most glitchy a wipeout game I think I've ever seen, which is a bit of a bummer because, like, I don't know. I think the mid period I've had with the with Wipeout Fusion was really yeah. good. Like when it when it was running at like its mid tier. Let's call it like I don't know what do they call it Venom to Rapier level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, then, then it was um, it was it, it was, was singing. At that yeah, point. it was all right. Yeah. You know, it didn't didn't have the cool factor that Wipeout usually carries with it. But like, no, yeah, it no. played it played pretty well. But as soon as you hit like Phantom Grade or whatever is above Phantom Subsonic or whatever they end up calling it in Zone Mode, um, yeah, it starts to fall apart quite badly. Um, so I might be very close to being done with my time with it because it's just it's a the only thing I can think of doing is like grinding money. You gain money out of doing the championship races, and then you can spend that money on upgrading ships. The only thing I can really think of doing at the moment is trying to grind out championships for enough money to perhaps fully upgrade another ship. But the end of the upgrade trees for these ships are super expensive to the point where you can probably do a whole seven races and probably only get two pips of upgrades when there's like oh. 20 in total on most on most on most ships and it's i don't really i don't know if I'll, i i can be asked to grind it that much <laughs> um and it's very clearly like i can't even take like a lower le- to make it more interesting i can't even take a lower level ship into these into the championships at the level of because the game doesn't really give you much idea of what level you need a ship to be at in order to do the the championships. You just sort of get in there and be like, "I'm outclassed, right? Clearly, this this the ship I'm flying is not good enough for this." Um, so you have to then go back a few steps in the championship if you want to fly something different, um, and then you don't earn as much money. So it's like even at your attempt at trying to make the grind more interesting are probably not a good idea. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it sort of falls apart, um, and I don't understand the zone mode in it. Like I said before, like this was the first game that had zone in it. Yeah, the first ever zone. And uh, like I, 
it doesn't let me play anything but the first zone level. <laughs> I don't quite know why. I don't know what I have to do to make it so it will let really? me pick the others. Oh, weird. What, like, you're expecting to unlock them, but... But while well, they're there, they're li- like, well, pretty much most things in the game, like, don't get listed until you've unlocked them. Um, hmm. And the other zone options are there. It just, like, when you push press X on them, it just makes a noise. And it's <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Well, it's it's not clear that they're not unlocked, and it's like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't, don't understand what that's about. Uh, yeah, it's a wipeout fusion. Like, I probably should have stopped earlier. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, probably, I would have, I would have carried a better opinion of it had I stopped earlier. Um, weird, kind of the weird thing about wipeout fusion is it reviewed really well. Like, I went and checked it out. Like back in the day, really? like, wipeout weird. fusion actually reviewed pretty goddamn well. And uh, I'm like, did they not? Did nobody play up to this this part of the game? Probably not. That's probably why yeah. the reviews didn't get that far. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it's one odd thing. So I treated myself, right? And started playing Wipeout Three Special Edition. Okay. Oh, treat yourself. I treat, I treat, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> Wipeout Three. Treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Okay, so slight, slight problem straight from the off, though, is I'm, I don't know if my PlayStation... I think I mentioned it earlier. Did we talk about it earlier in this podcast? Yep. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My PlayStation 2 and my OSSC combo, I don't know quite what's going on, but it doesn't run perfectly. Something goes a little mm. bit awry, and you get a weird frame hitch every now and then that doesn't look right, and you can feel it, and it's... It's a little bit weird. It's not what I, it's not something I've seen in the other PlayStation game, PlayStation One games I've played with this setup either. It seems to just affect. It might be a specific PlayStation One resolution output that seems to cause this problem. Anyway, I don't know if it's the PS2 or the OSSC. I bet it's the OSSC not dealing with it. Um, uh, so I'm going to try the PS One just in case. I'm going to get the. I've got the real mm. PS One out. Let's. I'll give that a go. But anywho, uh, man, I I sodding love Wipeout Three. It's a, like what a what a yeah. what a fantastic game that is. Um it it's it's weird because returning to it, I, I it's one of those things where I think I've got slightly fonder memories of it than perhaps it really deserves because it's yeah, it, it, yeah. because it is a great game, but in a in a weird way, when you play especially when you play through the wipeout three tracks on it, there's a certain sparseness to it that like mm. i knew it was a little bit sparse but like because that's the design they were going for but it is quite sparse and like sometimes pretty soulless like it's just buildings and mm. solid surfaces um whereas like I, I don't know that 2097 might have had a little more flair to its or waviness i guess to its track design mm. and things like that this feels much more industrial but clean industrial like it's taken like a half step towards mirror's edge kind of <laughs> right yeah 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 but, but obviously way before mirror's edge yeah oh yeah obviously but um but yeah because it looked like the, the the textures are almost less detailed intentionally so like more solid colors and things like that but but i think it really lurks really lurks really 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 works for it because it's especially on the PlayStation 1 hardware, like because it creates a really clean-looking image and a really clean-looking game for the PlayStation, which is saying something. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, and I love the way the, the, the engine flares look because they've done away with the sort of look, like traditional-looking lens flare and made really sharp 
like pointy vector triangles is uh is uh, how how the sort of engines look and like really sharp trails that come out the back and uh uh and oh my god that soundtrack it is so good going back and hearing it and it, like it's it's quite intense i think compared to like actually the 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 other wipeout games it's like it's full on all mm. the time yeah yeah and um because uh, that was like this was like the big UK dance kind of uh, you know launch where it was all you know combined with a bunch of DJs and things. Right? Oh sure, and I mean Sasha scene. did yeah. most of the soundtrack yeah. to this. Yeah, like, and exactly. Sasha was huge at the time. Like, it's like it was, a cultural moment, wasn't it? You know, when yeah, Wipeout Three came out. That was kind of unique for video games. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. I mean, Chemical Brothers Return, Orbital are on it, Underworld are on it. It's, um, yeah, uh, Future Sound of London, I think, are on it. Um, Oh no, were they on this one? No, they were on the previous ones. I don't know if Future Sound made it into this one. Um, Propeller heads are on it though, um, mm. with 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 an absolute banger. Um, yeah, what a soundtrack! Um, I mean, it sounds great as well. Corrections column. <laughs> so I thought. Oh yeah. I, I I previously said that in Wipeout Fusion, this was the game where they changed how the pickup and warning sounds worked. <laughs> Um, right, because in Wipeout 2097, like it just played a noise when you made when you got a pickup and you got the icon, but it would read out what was coming at you, yeah. like missile, plasma bolt. They changed that in Wipeout Three, not in Wipeout Fusion. Like so, it reads oh. what you pick up, um, and say, and just says warning when something's coming at you. Um, but that's changed back in like the PSP one. Yeah, it's I think like... it did. Yeah, I think it changed back. I mean, I'm doubting myself now. I'm gonna have to go back and play those. But um, uh, but it's it's it, it's a better implementation than than Wipeout Fusions because Wipeout Fusion seems to suffer from everything being all the vocal bits being just that little bit too long. So, like, by the time right. you want to hear, it, like, is it like because it very slowly says warning incoming when something's coming at you. Right. It's like whereas in Wipeout Three, it just like the the robot oh, lady just goes yeah. warning. Like really quickly, and yeah. It's like, and if loads of stuff is coming at you, then it will be like warning, 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 warning. <laughs> like, like you're like, oh, okay, right. And you're like, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming. I need to pay attention to this. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But which is also weird because it's probably the weakest weapon set in the series. If I'm being brutally honest, right. like it is very defensive focused. Like there's more. Mm-hmm. Sh- there's two different types of shield, which is which is slightly odd. There's because you get the, the basic shield, but there's also the reflector, which I, I guess is supposed to bounce weaponry back at you, but you can never tell. <laughs> like, mm. I don't, don't quite understand how that is. Um, uh, and and like, the, so the, 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 the even the offensive weaponry is a lot simpler. I don't think you get the plasma anymore. I think it introduced the, the energy drain, which doesn't work half the time because the AI will just shield out of it. Um, so, so you never really get to use it all that much. Um, still has pit lanes um, at this point, um, and the turbo is gone, which is the kind of the interesting thing with this game. Like they got rid of the turbo power up, which I think has been in every wipeout except this one. Um, uh, and in its place is the hyper thrust, so you can hold down R one and it will burn your shield at like a, a an incredible rate. Um, but you get a ridiculous amount of speed boost out of it if you keep it held. Um, mm. So 
the interesting part of this game is the balancing act between your shield levels and the amount of boost you want to use. And you're going to need it if you want to win these races because this game seems right. so much harder than the others. Oh, like, interesting. Like even at the slower speed levels, actually winning races is tricky. Um, so does that mean like a shield is actually a speed boost because that allows you to burn shield? Or oh no 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 no! You got you, it, like your hyper thrust will still burn you. Yeah, while you've got the shield on. Um, your energy, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just your, mean your that allows you to risk. That allows you to risk the hyper thrust. Uh, I guess, yeah, because you're you're, you're, yeah. you're you'll still get damaged like by hyper thrusting with a shield on, with a shield power yeah. on. But you're you're not going to get hit by the weaponry or the yeah or take damage from slamming into something. Yeah. Um. Mm. So it's interesting, but because because the progression in this game is different as well. They 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 really want you to gold medal every combination of things, like so every ship, every track, every speed class. That's what they want you to do, and it tracks it all, um, and you can see it all really easily on the grid. Um, like if oh, so you inter- you go into a speed class and you're like, oh, why have I only got four four tracks? And it's like, ah, okay, so I need to play. I need to get a gold medal on each one of those four tracks with the same ship, and then it will unlock the fifth. And then you get a gold medal on that one with the same ship. It's like it's like you have to imagine it like a grid of medals, right? And as you push one line of of of, of winning uh, a winning streak along the map, that make then makes the grid larger in that direction. So say I like Oricon's ship. If I win four golds mm. with Oricon, then the fifth the fifth track unlocks. And if they win that one, then the sixth track unlocks da, 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 in that speed class. Um, if you want more ships, you've then got to work the grid the other way. I've got to win with the the four, the base four ships on the same track, and then it will push the grid downwards. So I unlock the fifth ship, and then I've got to do take the fifth ship and go on that same track and do it again, and then I get the sixth track. It really wants you to just like play with it and use all of what it has to offer, and I quite like that. But it, it is quite demanding. <laughs> In terms of a progression, mm. and clearly I was really into this at one point because it's like well, I've pretty much like I ignored every like every part of the grid apart from like rapier mode apparently where I've like just just utterly golded this thing, mm-hmm. um, and I've gone back and tried to do that myself now, and it's like wow, that's actually, that's quite hard to do, and let alone like Phantom, which exists as well, which I clearly was struggling with back in the day when I was playing this all the time as well. Man, man, this game's cool. <laughs> I just need to find out how to play it at perfect, perfectly. At level. <laughs> yeah. Right, with the I, perfect I need, performance. Yeah. Perfect performance, perfect setup. Uh, like, Are you going to try and tweak your setup? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, I'm going to try on a PlayStation 1. That's the, that's my route yeah. at this point. Okay. See that's if the that gold makes, standard, yeah. yeah. See if that makes it actually work. Um, if it doesn't, then I mm, might be out of ideas. I mean, emulation. Mm. It emu- obviously it's PlayStation One, so it emulates real well. Um, uh, but it is the the problem with PlayStation Three Special Edition is that it is a Europe only release, so there's only a 50 hertz version of the game, um, which can cause problems if you try and emulate it on PCs, right? Because it will only run at 25 frames which won't get on with most people's displays. You're going to have little hitches and it's going to feel worse than it really is. Uh, so maybe I need to like, fortunately this monitor I'm running can tune to a hundred Hertz. So maybe that would, hmm. 
maybe that would smooth it out for me. But you know, if I ever wanted to capture it for video purposes, that might be a bit of an ask. I don't know. If, can YouTube do like twenty five FPS or fifty FPS signal? Mm, I don't know. Uh, <coughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Might prove a bit yeah, of a challenge. Cool, that would be a good one, though. We'll figure it out. I mean, I've been saying for a while I'd quite like to do my uh, do a future racing series. Anti-grav, there's, yeah. There's a whole bunch racing, of stuff yeah. we could do, but it's just how interesting that is for you guys. <laughs> well, you should do it yourself as well. Yeah. You, you can do videos by yourself as well. I could just do it myself. Yeah, but... I'd, be, I'd be up for getting involved in that, just as long as, you know, I think if it was, if we zoom through them, as it were, <laughs> zoom. That, could be, that, could, that could be good, rather than lingering on one for 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 an hour yeah maybe maybe we do a little pros and cons unless it's in, you know, unless they're weird weird and interesting ones but um yeah, yeah i don't know i don't don't quite know because you're right it's like maybe it's not that interesting to linger on a racing game for too long but we sort of made it work well, with episode one the... racer so you know yeah that one, well that one has yeah a bunch of weird memes for us <laughs> in that one uh but yeah i think we could do a yeah a series a small mini series on andy grav would be cool oh sorry future racer future race well yeah we i mean future racing expands it to like things like grip and uh, right yeah uh yeah games that aren't strictly hovercraft but you know you could keep it anti grav if you wanted it's fine too um pod <laughs> pod would fall into did you guys, did you guys do blur or whatever we've, yeah. we've done we've done blur yeah that, you can watch I've that now blur. on youtube okay um, yeah check it out on youtube uh i fucking love blur. <laughs> blur is yeah. an excellent video game i was just thinking of like semi-futuristic like not really i don't know. i mean that's not really is it it's just no it's just a cart kind of yeah, i don't know what it's it is cart, it's a cart racer with, with real cars yeah Lego 2K Drive. <laughs> not, not even the like, was it the F1? <laughs> was it the F, F1 Race Stars, whatever that game was called, where Codemasters made a kart racer out of, oh, yeah. out of F1 people? Right. <laughs> that, that game was pretty good. <laughs> Big heads. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need. Yep. Michael Schumacher's massive head. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was dumb. It's a pretty good game. Uh, the only other thing I can think of right now that I want to talk about is I went back to Splatoon 3. Okay. Um, because they had gave Salmon Run some minor love. Did we not talk about this last time? We talked about it. Oh, right. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, they've added a new King Salmonid to Salmon Run. So... Um, uh, instead of the big fat guy that just flumps around the level, there's a giant worm that swims around, around, literally around the level um, that you can shoot at instead. And it drops just massive bombs on the level every now and then. Hey, it's a minor update to Salmon Run. I'll take it. Um, doesn't really change all that much. But no new level. No new level, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, the main the main Splatoon has gained two more maps in this time, and uh, have, they, have we caught back up to how many maps are in Splatoon two yet? <laughs> yeah, we probably have actually. Okay, because one one of them is uh, one of them brings back um, 
is it? Oh, what's it called? Flounder Heights, which is a Splatoon one map, and that's that's kind of an interesting level, kind of vertical, but not not like the really awkward one with all the zigzag paths. Um, uh, and Umami Ruins, I think, is a brand new level and is um, quite fun as well. I quite like that level as well. So the new maps are good. The new maps are good. <laughs> um, and there's a Splatfest next weekend, so I'm going to be playing more of it. I could remember to actually be involved in this. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently I've got... I, I don't, the only problem I had with Splatfest is... Well, Spl- Splatoon, sorry, at the moment, is that I had a pretty miserable time playing the main game the other night. Like, I, I, I think I've like mentioned this like in the last few times I've played Splatoon 3 and tried to play it like the proper game and not Salmon Run. Right. And that it's just... Something is off, and it just doesn't feel right half the time. Like with the hit detection, with the way weapons work, there's an inconsistency to how everything seems to feel. And I don't, I can't put my finger on it. And it's, I'm, I'm willing to accept those games where I've been paired with people that are way better than me because I, the Splatoon community. I've not been playing for a while. I know I'm not great at multiplayer games anymore. My, my. Uh, I'm, I'm too old. You've I'm too old. I've aged. Yes, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I've aged out of multiplayer shooters, really. Um, uh, but, but, but there should like it's Splatoon, right? There should be a level where I can still have fun. Like, like I can't just be in a crowd of excellent players. This can't be how this worked out, right? The Nintendo game. There must still be like casual shootists like I, well maybe i don't know because it always it always seemed like in all of the splatoons it like it filtered down to the hardcore pretty quickly yeah hmm. splatoon makes it really difficult to tell if you're being like absolutely rocked by like good players versus it not working anyway like yes, it's I like mean, that, 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 that line just, is that's harder just the to Nintendo tell. problem yeah that line yeah. is harder to tell there's definitely games where i was getting rocked by a fucking asshole sniper or something with perfect aim <laughs> like that definitely happens and it's like Ugh, this is the most frustrating thing ever um but uh there are definitely times where it's just like okay i'm shooting this guy and he's not dying it's not doing the hit detection sound it's not doing the thing and then you'll uh out of nowhere just explode and it doesn't look like there's anyone around and i'm pretty sure for the first time ever in the series i had an invisible guy <laughs> We're just we're just seeing shots coming out of nowhere, uh, and I was in profile with him before anyone else. It's not like the shots were coming at me over an obstacle. I was just looking at looking down upon a flattish area on Mako Mall, and Mako uh-huh. Mall, Mako. I don't know what that. I forget what that was. The, the, the mall, and just shots appeared to be coming out of nowhere. And it's like that is the first time that has ever happened to me in a Splatoon game. And I, and I. I I've seen it once and I've never seen it again. And it was like that filled me with dread about the quality of like House of Platoon 3 handles, um, just in general. And uh, yeah, so I had a pretty miserable evening playing it and then had a much better session the following day. But who knows? Like, is it just the fact that I use my Switch on Wi Fi and is the Switch just bad at Wi Fi? Oh, like, you need the LAN adapter. Yeah. <laughs> For real people hardcore, use that. people do use that. So people yeah. do. Well, it does improve. It does improve your ping times. Uh, but I can't run a cable to where that is. Like I'm not gonna. Um, meh to it. 
No, I say. But at least there's salmon run. That's but at least thing. there's salmon run. Salmon run is still fun. Just, just give me more salmon run, guys. Come on. Love your salmon. <laughs> Love that salmon. <laughs> uh, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, that is me until maybe that DLC comes out when you know phase two of the, <laughs> the actual DLC. The actual DLC comes out. <laughs> cool. Uh, and I can't think of anything else I've been playing. We haven't even played Deep Rock. No, no. You haven't been played Dirk this week. Yeah, I've been in oh. a bit of little. I mean, I, I <laughs> have a little out. I haven't really played it either. I played it a tiny bit, but not not much. Still wait. I mean, I like I said last time. I'm I'm done with season three. I'm just waiting for season four, which gives me slightly less incentive to play it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, neither of us have really talked about the fact that we're still playing Hyrule Warriors. Well, I was reminded of that earlier when you were talking about LOD problems because the first level of that game has <laughs> LOD problems. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then so does like the follow-up. So does Age of, Age of Calamity has like the yeah, worst not, LOD not problems. The, well, no, but this one has the, the exact LOD problem you were talking about where there's objects where as you get closer to them, they oh, disappear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like some of the barriers, right? Yeah, like, that first level. Yeah. Yes, that does happen. But yes, we have been continuing to play that. We're just trying to finish one of the pictures at this point, like to get just to, to see what happens. Yeah, if anything, like does it mean anything? And we have finally discovered how you get fairy food, <laughs> which just... is to not play the mode that you get the fairies in. Yeah, that introduces it. Yeah, <laughs> just play regular ass missions. Like, yeah, probably good advice to go into adventure mode. Get yourself a fairy, and then. Don't play adventure mode and go do do the main story yeah, mode. Like go into the adventure mode always first. Yeah, to get a fairy so that you can level it up while you're doing the story, and then you'll have the because you don't you don't seem to find food, even though the game seems to suggest that you can find, find fairy in food in pots or just generally like in adventure mode. It's like no, that doesn't seem to work like that. You seem to have to go into a specific mission that may provide you with food. We, that happened that one time. Well, I don't know about that. Like, we did find it in two or three of those. I, I, in fact, I would, have we, said, I would have said we found it in every mission that we played in, in story mode. Oh, in story mode, yeah. But I mean, like, in adventure mode, that, like, you only found, we only found food once. And I think it was, like, in sure a mission did, that specifically, like, had an icon for it on the map. Um, Are you sure? I don't remember that. No, I'm not sure. Like, but, I remember... But we've done a lot of stabbing. <laughs> I remember the only, like... You d- you only find fairies in the missions that are marked as having fairies. Sure, we determined that for certain. <laughs> yeah, and clothing for fairies. Well, sure, yes. Dress your fairy. Yep. Give it some kind of stat bonus, maybe. Get 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 style buffs. <laughs> style. And then try and feed it this food to level it up, which is which will take forever, apparently, mm-hmm. considering how many stat points you get per piece of food. And then even when you level it up, what is like? What does it? What does it do apart from like the ten level increments where it unlocks another skill slot that you can't use because you don't have the actual don't have the skill yet? Because <laughs> like, there seems to be some other like character traits you need to also. Level well, I mean that's linked skill. to the food. Though. Yeah, you just need way more food than it takes to get that unlock. Like you get the, you level up far enough to unlock that slot way before you have the stats from the food to let let you put anything in that slot. It's a weird game. Yep, I mean yes. Age of Calamity hangs together a lot better. Well, not super surprisingly. Yeah. Well, a little surprisingly. 
Like it's still they're all still all musos, and they don't necessarily all change that much between iterations. Yes, but Nintendo helped them with Iron Warriors. Like, I guess yeah. they they added Nintendo polish, which meant taking out a lot of bullshit, basically. <laughs> I suppose that is true. It would. And also, be- this is the third version of this game. Well, yeah, that's like, true. As well. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think they'd have refined it. And... Well, they probably have. Oh, God. Imagine how much, much worse it was originally. I mean, how much better? Because there wouldn't be nearly as much content. Well, I mean, that's Maybe. arguably whether it's better or worse. Mm. You know, it would be nice if they did make another one of this specific thing, not a Hyrule Warrior sequel. Because, like, the cool thing about it is the fact that you get all of the Zelda lore mixed together. Sure. Like, all the different characters from all the different universes. That's cool, but it would just be nice in a better game. <laughs> yeah, so what, if, they, if they took what they learned on Age of Calamity and made, like, a new Hyrule Warriors that was lore-spanning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've still got like spirit tracks and village cap they could pull in that they don't really feature in this one. And I mean, that is just basically Toon Link, though. So, I mean, sort of. <laughs> but you know, to, like, they could they could have different weapons. They could have yes, that that, that would be where it would be different. It could be a you know, it could play as the mother chuffing train. And you know, in reality, Age of Calamity is technically the same as this game because a lot of the movesets in Age of Clarity are just the movesets of other characters from this game. Like, mm. Ruto is basically the same as Mifa. I got it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right. They're, they're pretty similar. It um, is basically that same moveset. She has the same, well, not exactly the same, but no, similar, similar like, com- combos or yeah, there's finishes a vi- there's, or whatever. There's a vibe. She's not a healer in this game, unlike mm. in Age of Clarity. <laughs> Which was our backup tactic for when things were too difficult. Yeah, the heal sphere. It's also worth noting that, like, the difficulty spike from hard mode to hero mode is extreme. Well, yes, but we're also not like using good weapons, maybe because we're, like, well, the, we're not quite sure how, like how we get like yes, better the, weapons. The, the we weapon get, progression right? seems extremely slow again. Yeah, of course, we're not, we're not, and we're not sure like what the point of transferring the skills is and whether it's even possible to change the stats at all or whether you do have to just rely on finding good it doesn't have the classic weapon fusion system that or at least as far as we can yeah yeah it's it's a it's a strange thing but it's still fun to play like i still kind of enjoy it like but i I definitely find i I think i hit my limit with it after like a couple hours or so because Basically, because I think that game like, at a certain point it is quite mindless to the point where I actually just start falling asleep. Where we're playing it last few night, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, even I don't think it's necessarily my natural tiredness level. Like, I think I just get like slightly more sleepy playing it after a while. It has it? Maybe it's something to do with that, like heavy, heavy, that, the ridiculous music and that insane snare drum that just sort of eventually just sort of like goes like lulls me into the same effect as like riding on a steam train you know just it's just I'm, I'm just falling asleep just just going hey i thought of something else i did play this this, this, this oh yeah in the last couple of weeks i had a run on jumping flash 2 <laughs> okay oh that's a PlayStation 1 era game um, that 
probably wouldn't work at all in the modern era because it relies heavily on the fact that hey they hadn't probably ma- they hadn't mastered like first person controls back then but that works to this game's benefit like oh okay so it's like uh, uh is that it, how how do you even describe jumping flash right so you you play as a robot rabbit thing who like has basically has tank controls you can look you look left and right uh, uh and move forward and back rather than there's no like strafing or anything like that it is it is like uh or like i guess car controls i suppose but you're like taking steps but it, the 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 big thing about how he controls is you press a to do a massive jump uh and you can double jump twice in the air to do two more massive jumps uh and when you do that the camera pans down automatically to see your feet so it's kind of an early example of a first person 3D platformer but you can also shoot but that's not really it's not really about the shooting it's about it's about the platforming and uh, like the, the the levels play out as there are four guy four moomoos you need to find on the level uh so get your way around the level find the moomoos and then get to the exit pad that's the game <laughs> Like it was a different time. <laughs> that is that is the yeah. entirety of Simple. the game. Um, it's quite fun. Like I think I got to like the last world on on because it has lives still and things like that. Like, yeah. I, think, I think I got to the last world before I ran out of, ran out of lives. Um, uh, what a weird thing! Like you're trying to save the universe from a giant banana man, like <laughs> called Captain Kabuki. Um, I never trusted Banana Man and Super Ted, so <laughs> sure I could easily turn into a villain. And he's he's like the campest character. Like I can like it's it's, it's, oh, it's just, Banana Man. Yeah. <laughs> so Jumping Flash too. It's always held like a little. I've always had a special place for Jumping Flash. I don't know why. Like maybe it's because it was one of the earliest PlayStation games I ever played. Like it was like a an introduction to that console for me almost but like yeah and i've still got a copy so i broke it out and gave it a game and played it most of the, played it pretty much most of an evening <laughs> and uh had a good time jumping flash 2 big trouble in little moo in that's little moo that's the title. i've never seen big trouble in little china have you no only revive no no Maybe we should watch that one one time. I, I heard yeah, right. it's sort of good, apparently. I think it's probably <laughs> right. aged a lot, whatever it is. The best, um, the best kind. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it might be problematic, but <laughs> I'd be up for watching that. <laughs> well, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll totally let's watch, watch it. that. Cool. Tell you what I watched uh, last week that I'd never seen before. Mulholland Drive. Oh. Have you seen that? No. The David Lynch film. Yeah. I watched it with her and David because David had seen it, um, and because uh, I like Twin Peaks and stuff, mm. so I was like, "I'm probably, I'm probably going to like this," uh, but I heard it's weird, um, and uh, yeah, so we watched it, and I loved it, and Ho hated it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, 
because it's like there's tons of mystery elements in it that go nowhere <laughs> and aren't resolved oh man um, at that all would, that would which, wind me up something wrong <laughs> yeah i know but it's part of the point that i think that that's the case but yeah none of it makes any sense but there's explicitly stuff that gets set up and then never never happens or never goes anywhere um, like when they'd like change out the the character halfway through in the room you know it's like who's this yeah guy? yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's deliberate it's like that yeah it's like there's literally bits which are like the room where it's like i definitely have breast cancer and then it never gets read again <laughs> yeah why, it's what's like the that point in this? but like i and then apparently so i look back and like it's there's a story behind it was filmed originally as a pilot for like a tv show and and the network absolutely hated the pilot and cancelled it immediately and then he got funding to like go back and film more and turn it into a feature film and yet it he, he i don't know he's some kind of genius this david lynch i guess he's known for being a genius he's, he managed to parlay weird, that that weirdness into something and i'm like what? there's so many questions like after it but my main question is how long should i wait before i watch it again because <laughs> hmm. it was yeah pretty maybe, good maybe a forever <laughs> no no because like there's such a weird sort of twist in it that it's like i think you have to watch it twice oh is it um, one, one of those to be like oh, okay the, the the twist may change your you'd be looking for what it means yeah, all the way from the start and stuff like that. It's not even a twist in the traditional sense of like, it doesn't make it make more sense. It makes it makes less sense when it happens. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's like an opposite. It's like an opposite. So it's like the ending of most yeah. anime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's anime-like, I would say. That's definitely, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I'll hold on drive. I will, uh, uh, I... Because it might actually become one of my favorite films, I think. Oh, <laughs> that, I liked it that much. <laughs> yeah, but it's super freaking weird. Uh, but yeah, it's very David Lynch. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been my my experiences. Okay, well, I did finish. I finished. finished we finished watching Sea Hulk. Right. Oh, oh, See where it gets weird. I mean, the end. That nigga. I abandoned Sea Hulk. I abandoned She Hulk in the middle, so I don't know. I, I ended up quite enjoying yeah. it. Like I, I quite, yeah, I liked it. Like the thing is, is the 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 ending is is kind of like okay, it's meta as hell. That's not a spoiler, but it go it goes yeah. it goes really off the rails to the point where it kind of renders a lot of the season nonsensical. <laughs> like it, yeah, yeah, it, okay. It, 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 it definitely it sort of does the, the the lynch thing in a weird way like it's like wait hang on if none of if 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 all of what you've just yeah. done then none of the series would have what wait, wait hang on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this makes no sense <laughs> yeah okay does, it does in a, a good bit, way it does a bit I, I mean i enjoyed it like you, you have to sort of yeah. just sort of take it as a oh all yeah. right <laughs> i guess that's what you're doing now kind of thing But yeah, as a, mm. as a as a as a as a little show, I I did enjoy my time of it. It was it was pretty good. I, I you know, I I thought it, okay, pretty good is perhaps too high. It was good. Yeah, just just bought just standard level good. Had a had I had a time. <laughs> Are you watching Mandalorian? That is also uh, no, good. Not, <laughs> not yet. I've heard uh, well. I've heard some interesting reactions. I don't know anything about it, but I've just heard some. 
some. Uh... I just I don't know if I said it before, but it's like it's very true to itself in that if from the very beginning, if Mandalorian has just felt like a video game to me, mm. <laughs> and it continues that he's going on quests and side quests and fetch quests and talking to NPCs, and okay. <laughs> it just makes well, me laugh the most. Good. Yeah, but as long as it's anyway, sort of returning cool. to that and not getting too bogged yeah, down. It with... is, yeah. And yeah, I can get. I, um, um, yeah, let's get hype. Let's get hype. But there was a sequence, and I didn't re- in the last one, and I didn't realize. But you see how Grogu escaped from the whatever the Order sixty six from the temple or whatever in, ah, in right. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and people have speculated that he was rescued by like Mace Windu or whatever. But instead, he's rescued by this Jedi who I'd never come across before. But so I had to look it up afterwards, and it's a cool sequence. But he's played by the guy who played Jar Jar. <laughs> Uh, okay which is cool <laughs> yeah that's weird Ahmed best or whatever which is well cool actually. oh man you want to hear about yeah. weird weird people playing roles that i didn't think they would play okay so are you aware of death in paradise that like no. bbc crime light-hearted crime drama oh. like set in san marie no. um oh right yeah okay um so they've done a spin-off of that show where they've taken one of the one of the detectives uh, I think it was the detective uh, you know oh, I can't remember can't remember the actor's mm. name but um he was in my family as like the teenage guy basically oh, I know the guy yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway so he's he's moved back to England in Devon in particular so they're like let's have a crime drama in Devon with the similar sure, style so yeah we'll actually do a carry on of this story fine okay so Noman and I have been kind of watching it because we kind of like our we kind of like Devon Paradise so we, we, we're giving this a shot as well sure. um, and who turns up in episode 2 but La Dharma La Dharma La, wow. ja- Jamie Bamber I mean, himself he's of, British right isn't he I mean I don't know <laughs> honestly but like uh, yeah yeah he, he, he the, of uh, Adama the Younger of Battlestar Galactic, yes. Yeah, not bit, not be Adama, La Dharma. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He he he's in it, <laughs> and I'm just like, I was sort of staring at him for ages, going like, because I saw I saw his name come up in the in the opening sequence, and it didn't I didn't peg then who it was. It's just like that's a familiar name. Like what's that? And then, and then he came on screen for a scene or two, and I'm like. That's a familiar looking face, but I can't quite. I think it's just but, he, but he's so like... posh British in this compared to right. what he was in Battlestar that I just just couldn't. I just didn't make the connection. And then, like halfway through the episode or whatever, he comes on screen again, and I have like an aneurysm. It does, and I'm like, I'm like just <laughs> freaking <laughs> out, like like just going, going, oh my god, I'm just like, like, and oh then I'm just like, like, what, what, have you just like, what's happening? What's it like? Is there something, something wrong? <laughs> And I'm, and I'm like, no, no, it's 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 La Dama. <laughs> Just sort of La shout Dama. it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that is weird that Starbuck is in the Mandalorian and Apollo is in Death in Paradise. <laughs> what is it? Beyond Paradise, I think. Or Beyond called. Paradise, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's quite a weird contrast. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I'm sure. Yeah. Is he in like Band of Brothers or something? No, I don't think. What else is he in? I don't think. I have not no idea. Else, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that was that Jamie was a weird Bamba. moment for me. It's like, well, yeah. here's like a twenty year callback <laughs> that I didn't think yeah. I would have. I've been thinking about Battlestar a lot lately, recently. More, it, it was a good show. That was yeah. rad. Yeah. Yeah, it was well read. Apart from it fell apart because of the writers' strike and it was all went to shit. Hey, did but, you hear? There's like, probably the going to first... be another one of those. No. 
What? I mean, I heard it the other day. Oh, strike. Yeah. Oh, another no. right, another oh, writer's was... strike is on the cards. Man, that was bad when that happened. It really screwed up a lot of shows at the time. Yep. Um, and films. Like, it screwed up Quantum of Solace. Um, yeah. Um, oh, boy, did if it. You want to mean... know... Yeah, if you want to know why that film is that way, it's because there were no writers. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a chance that might happen again. The uh, yeah. the, the industry is worried. <laughs> Hmm. We shall see. Anyway, I think that might do it for a podcast this week. How about um, that? How about it? I think we wrap that one up. Uh, yeah, we had some plans which you heard earlier for more videos, but our current. Uh, well, what when <laughs> are we going to get the next uh, entry? I, mean, the, I might, the, I might just post series. it up anyway, but put it in the rough cuts yeah, yeah. category. Like, I think you yeah. might be able to get away with just like cutting out the bit that was fucked up and just putting like imagined buildings happening or something <laughs> yeah i mean i need to oh i haven't looked at it properly yet but i've been i've been thinking about yeah. it and it's like yeah I mean, I mean i'll either edit a whole bunch of stuff out of it that didn't capture properly it's monopoly tycoon yeah spoilers like yeah uh, we, we, so, we played a weird old game and it didn't capture right um uh so I might, I might be able to cut some, but it's kind of at the crucial part, I think, where you're explaining how the game. Well, that's works. what I'm saying. Why so you you can you should cut the video, but keep the voices, but then you'll need to put something. There. No, like I, yeah, I, I mean, no, I'd keep the video there. And what I might do is just like preamble it and be like, like say, like, hey, there's, there are bits of this that didn't capture right. Weird old games, huh? Uh, and we'll put put it up anyway because. In classic Happy Salad style, we could have done another take. It's not it's not one of our longer videos, but hey, we've done it the once, and it's like it's like then you lose the newness, newness the spontane- of oldness. Yeah. The spontaneity Freshness. is gone. Yeah, yeah, indeed. You know, so maybe you should just feed that video file to an AI and have it temporarily alienate some extra frames in there. <laughs> oh, that would be so weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to hallucinate Monopoly Tycoon features. Yeah, what are you? Yeah, what are you- I don't even know how you do that. Like, how, you, how would I go about setting that up? But like, I need, I need, I need to just email Corridor Digital and be like, hey, can you, <laughs> fix this video for like, me. can you animate this Monopoly Tycoon for me? <laughs> like, <laughs> so potentially look out for that rough cut. That would be enjoyable. But otherwise, there's plenty of other videos on the channel. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these here, Salakos. So catch you then. Woo. Bye. Bye.